The following presentation of the Eric McKenna Project is sponsored by no one. Hello, you're listening to the Eric McKenna Project. Gentlemen, appreciate it. It means a lot that you're here today on this rainy... We don't date the shows, of course, but this was a rainy day. Yeah. Before Halloween. It's all Fred's pro. <laughs> <laughs> you just dated the show. Dale, you're in for something, man. This is going to be a ride because you got some. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't even. Him, he's usually under control. Him, yeah. uh, oh, So um, I have this new camera set up. I can. Now, this is my, this might be a problem. I don't have a direct, clear line to my diagonal guts. Yeah. We may have to rethink these cameras at some point. It's okay. But for this show, we're going to do it. Fred's late, as usual. As always. Yeah. Um, fashionably, fashionably late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, uh, a couple things on my cranium here, and of course we're freewheeling. This is the eleventh, I think, show of the Four Friends series here. So again, everything's on the table. I want to talk a little bit today about the concept of happiness and the concept of success, and I'm guessing that can be interchangeable. Sure. But I want to talk about the happiness first. It's kind of in reverse because that's the more difficult one, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I bring it up is that we've been through a tumultuous, at least I view it as a tumultuous uh, couple, I don't know, almost two years now? Is it almost two years? Yeah. 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 Coming up on March. Yeah. Hold on. This ain't going to work. Yeah. Uh, I'm losing it here. Anyways, uh, the point being, the concept of happiness, has has it changed for you at all during these two years or not? And overall, what does it actually mean? Do you give it any time? And ultimately, the outlier question in regards Mm -hmm. to happiness is, does it really matter? Hmm. Interesting. I'm coming right to you, big boy. (laughs) (laughs) You always come to me first. Uh, Has happiness changed for me over the pandemic? I wouldn't necessarily say it changed. I think I have a clearer picture of what it is. To me, it's it's freedom. I mean, I've, I've always said that. I mean, that's just being able to do what I want to do, when I want to do it, with whom I want to do it is really happiness. I mean, that's just whether it's spending time with my kids, my mm-hmm. wife, doing the business I want to do, working with the people I want to work with. That's that that's what brings me happiness. Just being in complete control of my life from all aspects. Hmm. That, that right. definition's cha- I guess it has changed from a few times that we've talked about this, yeah. but that's as I've gotten a more clear and more focused picture, that's really it. Yeah. Being able to control all aspects. That that just makes me happy because no one else dictates what I can and can't do. The pandemic really hasn't changed that philosophy. It's been the same for you yeah, for a really, long time now. Yeah. I mean, the pandemic, I think, just showed me a lot more opportunity out there mm. to do it. It was, I mean, look, the pandemic sucked for a while, right? At the beginning, you're just like, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. right. stuck in your house, you don't know what's going on, and that drove me crazy. But as we got through it, I mean, I think it just it just helped me get a very clear picture of happiness. Mm. <laughs> I'm coming to you. To me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> This is this is the esoteric shit yeah. that we've not talked about with Fred. Yeah, Fred's like just a, Fred's just usually 
it's all like you know the fun stuff but we're gonna get serious today <laughs> yeah i like it well I'm never I'm, happy. I'm, I'm, I might learn something about Fred today. <laughs> I'm never happy. <laughs> That's a lie. Uh, so check it out, man. With uh, with all this time off, you know, I sit around because I'm. I don't stop. You know, I, I work nonstop every day, and uh, the pandemic brought it all to a screeching halt. Mm. And then I didn't know what to do. Yeah. So I'm happy when I work, and then I was very unhappy when I wasn't doing anything. (laughs) But what was great was, you know, you sit around and you think you'd have all this time to do all these things that you got to get done. Nope, doesn't happen. Because now I discovered that just sitting there was kind of cool. It was kind of (laughs) happy. Kind of happy after you you, you work, you know, 16 hours a day every day. So you kind of enjoyed. I enjoyed it at first. The time off. I, I enjoyed it, and then it got, you know. And then I went back to work. Like we started back back making movies, and I think I started back in February, and I haven't yeah. stopped. Now it's the end of October, and I'm just getting done. So mm-hmm. I'm leaving 16 hour days for 20 hour days with, right. with Trans Siberian every day. I can't think of a better job where you go to bed at one o'clock, get up at five <laughs> o'clock, and then you work all day, five days a week. You know, but uh, so I'm going from movies which make me happy so mm-hmm. I, I i discovered a lot of free time which made me somewhat happy then i got bored with it and then i got happy when i went back to work making movies because that's what makes me happy <laughs> and then i uh i'm going back to touring now so after a two-year yeah. hiatus from touring yeah i'm back you and, are back yeah and i just stopped as scary as that is <laughs> and i just you know i i don't know what I don't know what 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 to expect. Uh, do you ever give it any thought? Like, do you ever sit around and and it's a big picture question, right? Am I happy? Oh yeah, you know, what makes me happy. I'm unhappy. I'm unhappy all the time. I'm the biggest <laughs> faker. Honest. I'm, I'm I'm the biggest faker. I make a joke about it, you know. And and, and but yeah, it's 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 you know, my my I strive for, you know, to to do everything perfect all the time and it's it's tough to do that you know in any business i jump around from job to job because you know i get tired of one thing you know i can look for the next thing that's going to make me happy Mm -hmm. so but yeah i mean uh would i like to be have a little more time again now Mm -hmm. yeah but as soon as i get a day off i'm going to stir crazy thinking about the things i should be doing and just sitting there editing photos or right trying to write a book <laughs> trying trying, <laughs> trying to, write to write a book, book. <laughs> but uh there's this thing called deadlines you know he I, works on deadlines yeah he works on deadlines <laughs> i work on deadlines you not so much <laughs> <laughs> come on fashion to be late for everything yeah, uh, that's true yeah. but no i i mean I, I i tend to find you know uh i'm happy when i'm working i'm happy when i'm when i'm creating mm-hmm. and and that pandemic, uh, it, it put a little, it stymied a little bit of, of for a while, but now I'm back. And, so the uh, activity makes you happy. Yeah, I mean, it's the actual idea of doing something, you know, mm-hmm. because you, could, you can sit around, but it's it, it eats after you after a while. So I'm happy that I'm back working. I, you could keep that pandemic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you do. Um, well... It's a tough question. It's a tough question mm-hmm. because uh, what defines happiness certainly changes over your lifetime. You know, no, I think yeah. about when I was young, and oh, I had visions of travel and uh, you know buying exotic things and owning big homes and that sort of thing. And uh, you know, some life choices I didn't quite get there. 
But uh, then as you age, you end up with uh, children and Mm -hmm. recently a grandchild, Mm -hmm. and life just naturally gets more complicated Mm -hmm. um, and busy and kind of crazy, just in a different way than what you may have envisioned when you were young. But, um, you know, I think I've already been transitioning this in this direction towards okay. simplicity is happiness. And uh, COVID certainly amplified that for me because there was that period where we just kind of were shut down. Yeah. You know, and it's like, this isn't so bad. You know, <laughs> you know. Hey, uh, I you can... just had the balls to say what most people probably were feeling, but would never admit. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, honestly, I mean, it just—it was an—it's an honest reaction yeah, right to on, the yeah. situation. Yeah, right on. Um, uh, you know, and I mean, I'm somebody that has to stay busy. I, you kind of know. You know, yeah. I create a project at home when yeah, I don't yeah. need a project, project at home. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, let's paint a room, and it turns out to, we tore out the entire front of the house. You know, <laughs> but he's, uh, not, he's not lying. Yeah, but um, uh, you know, if I look at all of the aspects of my life, professional, personal. I really am looking hard at how can I simplify each one of those areas of my life so that um, it's not so overwhelming that I do just feel comfortable and happy. Hmm. Um, and uh, you know, it's it's a ways off. I don't I don't I don't feel like that's something I can create tomorrow. It's right. probably going to be a, a the rest of my lifetime effort. Mm-hmm. But I think for the first time, I I really do feel like. I I have an idea what I want, and now I just have to make it happen. Mm-hmm. So simplicity is the big one for you. Simplicity is is happiness, and uh, you know it doesn't mean not doing anything. Right. It right, just right. means doing it. Uh, you know, Rocco said on my terms. You know mm-hmm. what I want to do, and uh, there's there's a similarity between yeah. what he said and what I'm saying. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That the component um, that resonates with me is that freedom thing. It's yeah. just being able to. Uh, I always wanted simplicity in my life, and I did everything to create more complexity. And I still find myself. <laughs> <clears throat> I think I'm figuring it out as age takes me, but that uh, that freedom thing, um, getting the first taste of it, you know, we talked yeah. many times before, yeah. like that first taste, the guitar era, the first taste of like, wow, making, earning a living based upon the efforts of my own volition with no one telling me what I have to do or yeah. what expectations were, that was so, that was blissful. Yeah. I mean, it's a corny word to use, but that was blissful. And I still have that now where I have to like be aware that, hey, you know, uh, it's, you know, not having a boss telling me what to do every day, that's pretty, I'm pretty fortunate not to have that, mm-hmm. lucky. So I kind of have to remind myself, even in my, my darker moments, that like, you know, you got a pretty freaking good. So the freedom thing, and I guess simplicity would be a wish as well, too, man. I'd love for things to be simpler, but that doesn't. And, and again, so we probably could do that. Wouldn't you? I mean, we're mm-hmm. in control of everything, ultimately. Yeah. But I, we, we tend. <clears throat> now, I just had a physicist on, mm-hmm. and this comes to mind. He, he uh, uh, Dr. Cooper, thank you. There is that statement he always talks about that um, talks about uh, humans uh, or any any object will move toward its the least state of complexity 
I think. So, you know, like people people take the easy way out of everything. Sure. But that's not really different than what's found in nature. Okay. You know, water will run to the easiest route. Water will travel the easiest route. Okay. In physics, there's this, there's this law, and forgive me for those physics people who will probably correct me and say, it should be this. This is what you're quoting. I'm trying to say conceptually that things generally take the quickest and easiest points of of movement and i, I am the path I'm, of least resistance the path of least path resistance, of resistance least least yeah. complexity yeah um you know i i i feel that over time we kind of naturally do that we either that or we've gotten beaten up so bad in our life we're just beaten down now but i think that over time i, I think by I would think generally over time, would you not agree that humans tend to become more simple? The time I, does that. I don't know. Okay. I, I I tend to disagree, but okay. that's me. I okay. thrive in chaos. That's me too. <laughs> like I, if, if things are simple, like I'm out of sorts. Like okay. I don't like simplicity. <clears throat> I like complexity. I like to constantly solve a challenge or a problem. Okay. So to me, it's like I. Tr if things are going too well in my life, I have a tendency to drop a bomb in the middle of it, blow it up, <laughs> and just say, "Let's see what happens." But that, but that, you, it, you I mean, but your spirit animal over here. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's true because because that, that's how I'm wired, right? Like I'm wired. I'm a problem solver by nature. Right. So if I don't have problems to solve, I get antsy and I need to fix something or I need okay. to solve something. So okay. I, that's the, the career path I chose, you know, business and entertainment law. There's complexity to that. So I'm constantly solving problems and trying to grow a firm. And yeah, I could stay where we are and be completely happy where my life was like, you know, I don't worry about money. I don't, but it's like, I want more. I want, I want more complexity. I want to keep growing. I want to keep challenging myself. Like mm -hmm. I've, I've always been the way. I don't know that I'll ever get to a point where I'm like, I'm good. That's just I, I'm not wired that way. Okay. I don't think. I think so, I think people are. I don't think I don't think there's wrong with it one way or the other. I think you choose your path. Is there a way to have both? Like I, I look at taking on challenges sure. and doing things, but then I, I I yearn for a somewhat simplistic life in terms of my personal life, my family. I would sure. like things to be more orderly. Yeah. And that would enable me to take on more in areas yeah. that I choose, I mean, this is a big want, right? It doesn't know what happened. But I think that I think simplicity can live in harmony I, I, with yeah. what you're describing. Yeah, 100%. Because like my, my, my personal life is very simple. Like, I have, you know, three amazing kids, amazing wife. Like, we kind of, it, it's easy. Like, it's not, you know, we've had ups and downs, obviously, but we've kind of got to a point where you can figure it out. If it wasn't, though, mm -hmm. if it was more complex, mm -hmm. how would that or would that take a toll on the business part of the complexity Absolutely. of the business? Yeah, 100%. Are you able to have this complex business uh, engagement? No, I because, I I, again, I, I come back to the point where, you know, and you hear many people say there's only you as a human being, you can only so solve so many problems a day or, okay. or make so many decisions a day. Okay. So if I have complexity in my personal life, right, I'm – burning brain power okay. and decision-making ability on solving those problems. So then when I get to the business, I can't fix those. Got it. So I Got look it. at, like, I try and outside of the complexity of my business and what I do as a career, everything else, I, I'm very orderly, right? Like, my, I, I, you know, my schedule, like, I try and keep everything, pick up my clothes the night before. Like, I know what I'm going to wear when I get up. And so I don't have to make those decisions. Food's already packed. So you're, like very, it's, you're very type A. Yeah, yeah, but it, but it allows me the ability to 
now have more mental capacity the next day to make more complex decisions. If I had to get up in the morning and figure out what am I going to eat today? What am I going to wear today? What do I have to bring to the office today? What is my schedule like? Today? That's all done the night before. Huh. So it just allow that's just how I've always been. So it, it that that's the part of the simplicity of my life that lives in harmony with the complexity, if that makes sense. No, it does. It does. The the happiness thing for me hmm. <laughs> if your world became if your if your if your personal life became yeah. more complex, yeah. would that rub against your happiness? Sure, it has become I mean we I mean we've had complexities in my personal life. Laura and I've had ups and downs over the years. We've been married mm-hmm. almost fifteen years and there you get the points of time where there's complexity in it and yet I notice that if there is that complexity in my personal life that I'm trying to solve, it impacts the other parts of my life. Mm-hmm. So I, and I'm a type of person, and you know me, like I've always tried to work on myself and kind of go through that self-discovery. And the more work I've done on myself and on my personal life and in my relationships, the easier everything else got. Got it. That's kind of how I look at it. Mm. It's such the right answer, right? It's not, Almost I mean, like it's, it's right off a textbook. It's no, so good. It's not a, <laughs> no, it's not no, a right no, or wrong I'm, answer. I'm just, it's just, well, no. I, uh, it's my philosophy. Is... The concept of happiness really needed in today's society. And an additional question. Do we as people in this online internet, quote unquote, moving toward a virtual world, do we place some kind of unnecessary importance in our in our conscience in regards to being happy? I mean, you see every meme imaginable. The meme, the meme world will show you sure. what the, what's on the conscience of society. I would mm-hmm. think, right? And there's all every meme imaginable to to find happiness, and you won't be happiness until you get rid of that guy or that girl or that bad influence. I mean, you, you see it all. Is it just all fluff and bullshit, or you know, is are we reaching a higher conscious state of consciousness? Mm-hmm. I know it's pretty deep for you. Then. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty deep for me too. I, I, mean, I, 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 I was like, "Shit, I need a hole." <laughs> I mean, I, I will say this to your point. You know, those memes—they're externalizing happiness. Like happiness should be internal. Like right on. that, you should not look for anything outside of yourself to make you happy. Right? If I'm not happy with myself, nothing else matters. Absolutely, that's that's the key right there. That, that really is, and I think we we talk about these memes, right? And they say, "Oh, well, th- you'll be happy when this. You'll be happy when this." Well, just be happy. To me, happiness is a choice. There are things that make me make that choice easier. Right. Like if I didn't have the freedom I did mm-hmm. or I do right now, it would be harder for me to get up every day and be like, "I'm really fucking happy." You yeah. know, because I'm like, I got to answer to someone today. I don't yeah. like to answer to anybody. So if I had to answer to someone, it would be harder for me to make that choice. But I truly believe happiness is a choice. You get up every day, you decide if you're going to be fucking happy or not. Yeah, I get that. Huh. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, I've never been to Cancun. Sure. You know, so you want to go to Cancun. You mm-hmm. get to Cancun. You look around and you're like, wow, I thought this was going to make me happy. But you know what? <laughs> they have slimy <laughs> algae. They've got, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, but, a have you, but have you had those moments in your life? It, maybe not just the Cancun example, but things like that throughout your life where you obtain a goal mm-hmm. or obtain something tangible, right? Or experience something, and then it leaves you like unfulfilled. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
that's that's an everyday thing for me (laughs) (laughs) but uh no i mean but that but that's exactly it you you put this high expectation on something that's going to save you and it doesn't you know, something that's going to make you happy or, 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 or get you out of your slump or, or whatever you want to, however you want to call it. But, yeah. Well, that's what I mean when I say happiness maybe be, is given almost an artificial importance in society yeah. now. No, but the, but the, the exact truth is to be ha- truly happy, you have to start with yourself. Yeah. And, you, and it has to come from inside. And, and that's, you know, that's the age old uh, answer for that. But it's the truth. It is. Because. If you can't be happy with yourself, you can't be happy with anybody around you or anything you do. And so you have to have that inner peace, I believe, to be able to appreciate the little living moss that's (laughs) just trying to have a good day in Cancun. (laughs) And, you know, and and it's right to sit there in the slimy floor bed of the sea and uh but but yeah i mean when you have that inner peace it it it, kind of makes everything else less important that when you have that happiness you always see these people that are like overly happy Mm -hmm. but they kind of like pick up the people around them don't they yeah they they kind of bring out you know the best in somebody else that's why people love being around you seriously i mean you are a jovial yeah happy lucky guy Frey. so it matter no matter who and i've seen it from a distance yeah i mean i've seen you i've seen you upset a few times not many but i mean you generally have that aura about you where you're generally in a good mood yeah i would love to be like that and I know some other people in my sphere that are like that too. It's, it's, it's to me that's enviable, and that to me is such a valuable possession, internal possession, that I, you can't put a dollar value on. You know, I mean, I look at it like this. You know, if I want to be miserable, I'll be miserable. Mm-hmm. But I try to bring, make the people around me happy. I give you the best experience you can. And yeah, that's what a lot of people say to me on the road. Man, we we thought you'd be an asshole we thought you'd be miserable <laughs> well i am i'm just not showing it you know there's not letting you know, let, i'm not gonna ruin somebody else's day but if i wanted to i could yeah but the, but the thing is, is you know that's just you know it, it it's all how you present things man you, if, if you come across as happy if you're happy yeah. you make the people around you happy yep. your day goes better yeah you get more done you're more productive. Yep. You get you get production out of people around you. Yes. That's the old you get 100%. you get more more flies with with honey than vinegar. If you're nice, so you know. I mean, you don't want to go to go to a, a, a horrible work environment. Yeah, you know, make a make a nice happy work environment around you. Things go great for those yep. twenty hours you're working a day, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and then. Uh, not me, pal. <laughs> you know, it, it, but but that's just exactly it. I think I think that the key to happiness comes from within side of a person, mm-hmm. and if you can make others happy around you, then you know that's your. But how do you explain it to a twenty-year-old? Oh, you, you can't. Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, right? you can't. You can't. Working with, and I'm not being a dick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when he prefaces that, you can not you know a jerk you know here. Coming. But you see dick. these kids today, and they do not have these kids today. Well, that's exactly what happens because now I'm old. <laughs> you know, I'm old now, and uh, and I didn't understand it back then, but I kind of did because I always work, 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 mm-hmm. work, 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 and I see these. I I, I sit and talk to kids. Yeah. And they don't. They want to talk on the phone. They don't want to do it right. And my, my thing is, I, what I always say at work is, do it right once. Yep. Do it right the first time. Do it right once. Yep. And uh, 
and you don't see that. Yeah. You got somebody preoccupied with, mm-hmm. with, with what's going on over here, with, mm-hmm. with what's going on on the phone. Oh, I got this text message. I got to yep. take this phone call. No, get the job done. Do it yep. right. Do it right once, not half-assed. Yep. And, you know, when I was a kid, I always thought, you know, I'd hear the word half or the phrase half fast. And I thought it was half fast, you know. So I'm like, wow, man, got to do that slow. No, it's half fast. So but that, and that's a true story. And once I really I was, I was, I served you on the road. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but uh, but the thing is, you know, I, I see, you know, I guess maybe it's because I'm nuts and work makes me happy. And, and I'm I'm, I, I'm truly happy when I'm doing that when I'm creating and from doing whatever, but I see it drives me bad mm-hmm. shit these kids today these kids today, and, and it really does man because they just don't no. get it you know and and you I don't think that's their fault though. Well, here's the thing I went to uh, we I did it I I spoke at, at at a college. You got the alfalfa thing. Do going I got to go on, yeah, on there? You, you'll be mother effing me later when you watch this if I don't tell you about it. So. So I, I was I was a guest speaker at a college uh, right before the pandemic, and uh, the teacher said to me, "He hey, here here I am. Figure I'm fifty walking into this classroom yeah. of, of of eighteen, nineteen, twenty. But you're a years. college graduate, Fred. Well, yeah, and it, it was a college I went to, and, it, and you know, so they had me back as a guest speaker. Yale. <laughs> Yale, yeah. Well, that was my that was yeah, that was my undergrad. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> but uh, he went to Brown. For I went masters. I went to Harvard on the Mon. I went to Cal U. <laughs> went to Harvard on the Mon, and uh, so I went back and I and, and I uh, I I was a guest speaker for you know for the uh, communications music you know class kind of thing, and the teacher said, "Look, the these kids they're not." how you were when you went in fact i'm 20 some years older than the teacher and he's you know 12 10 12 15 years older than the Mm -hmm. students or whatever and i got up there to speak and typical fred i didn't take any notes i just (laughs) go up and i'll talk to you you know and i i I let it come out natural and that's Mm -hmm. what it did and oh god (laughs) i watched these kids out there and every one of them had a phone yeah and they're all sitting there doing the phone and you know, it, it, I just I spoke, and I and I, I talked to him. Yeah. But what the teacher said, he goes, he is scared of the living shit out of them. Yeah, he's because they think that they're going to get out, and everything's going to be handed to them. Mm-hmm. That they're going to get a six figure job, walking right mm-hmm. out, and that every, <laughs> they might in this economy. <laughs> they, they, you know, that they they can come out there and, and make it. And yeah. I'm like, no, you just don't get out. He goes, he is, but they, he goes, a lot of these kids think. Yep. And I yeah. went up there and I scared the living piss out of them. Mm-hmm. I said, if you, I said, and I said, if you, and I'm like, you know, if you fucking think that you're going to find a job when you get out of here, you're dreaming. And I told him, when I went to school, I went to school to be a director and work in communications. Mm-hmm. And everything I learned was what they called analog, and we did everything on tape. My class was the last class to do everything analog. Mm. The world had already gone digital. And mm-hmm. I was a dinosaur, and I couldn't wow. find a job to save my um, life yeah. anywhere mm-hmm. because I didn't know anything digital. Right. Right? And with technology changing so fast, you have to be up on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it, man. Maybe the phones and the, and the stuff like Cause We didn't have that when I was in school, when I was a kid. And so these kids, but they're, they're, they adapt quick to technology. But in the, in the business world, in the work world, 
you have to be on top of that technology mm-hmm. to be top. A lot of these cats just sit back and think it's going to be a, an easy coast. So I did. So I. Yeah. So I. But by the end of the of the uh, the hour long presentation uh, or speech, you know. I want them over, and, and I, yeah. I actually had like twenty some thirty kids stay after class yeah. to talk to me about the different things. But you know, there and it was because I started talking about work ethic, yeah, and that's so where important. it has to be. Yep, you know, and, and you got to go into your job happy. Mm-hmm. You have to love what you do, yep. because if you don't, you're just yep. making yourself miserable, and you're spinning your wheels, and you'll never be happy. Yep. You'll never be happy with any job. If it, you know, if you're not happy going into it, yeah. mm. so when I get burnt out on the road, I'll go make a movie. When I get done making mm-hmm. movies, mm-hmm. if I get burnt out from them, which I'm really burnt out now since February, <laughs> I've, done, I've done one, five movies since February, right. five shows since February. So I'm ready to go back on the road. Yeah. And as much as this road job burns me out, I know that, you know, I'm going to be happy for a bit that I'm back out yeah. there. I'm back traveling. Mm-hmm. But I'm you back. can't, you can't teach someone to love activity right i mean that's like a no like i you know but you can you can tell them that you can't teach them you you could it's like with anything yeah you can show them you can show them you can tell them you can teach them but whether they take and how they apply what you've given them that's the that's the thing and and with like you said you come across as a as a nice personality and that's what i try to do and Mm -hmm. and if i if i help one or two kids in that class say hey look you know what me sitting around getting you know wasting my time if i can open up and 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 you see that this is a business like Mm -hmm. another thing is uh when i started in this business when i started Mm -hmm. in rock and roll i didn't expect to to have a career you know what i mean i was happy working at channel four i I worked at a television station i was happy being being there and i went on tour and i thought that was going to be you know i mean i went in and did the best job that i could and i had fun but you know nobody really showed me what to do right and at that time it was hey man i'm out here party 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 drinking 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 we're having a blast i'm doing Mm -hmm. rock star things Mm -hmm. and some point it clicked yeah hey man this is a business right and if you want to stay in this business you got to keep going i always say thank god i didn't i didn't become a I didn't start going on the road of rock and roll when I was young because I would have I would, I would have fallen by the wayside. Yeah. But once I discovered that it was a business and everything I do is a business and everything that that's where it is working for yourself. You know, I may I'm working for somebody else, a band or yeah, whatever. But you live your life by your own choices. But that's exactly so what I was like getting to. Where the yeah. three of us have an entrepreneurial bent to our existence. You you in some degree do have that because mm-hmm. you work as an independent contractor often. Too. Yeah, and, and and that's what it is. It's my name on everything. Yeah, yeah. and and I yeah. I don't want to I don't want to tarnish my name. Yeah, but how but how do you like how do you convince a kid? That's what uh, here's, here's, I mean. I know I get it, but it's like. I, we created this. Well, here's the thing. I have a 20 year old son, right? And I, yep. have, I have two daughters. The one thing I always say is how you do one thing is how you do everything. Yeah. That, oh that's, it's as simple as that. It's a simple, I mean, someone told me that years ago and it always stuck with me. How you do one thing is how you do everything. That's, I just read a, man, I just read a fictional book series called 
Orphan X okay. by Greg Hurwitz is I think is the author's name. Okay. And the recurring theme throughout this entire book, the lesson that's within yeah. this fiction was exactly that. And I came away from these so simple seven books that I listened to over the course of a couple of months. Like that is like that is what a yeah what a dick kick that is. Because it, it's it's embarrassing to try to take yes. that and examine but again, yes. but again, back to like you, it's great that you can steal that and instill mm-hmm. it in your kids. But yeah. we've cr- also, as they've grown up, we've created this this easy way to for them to be distracted, and we didn't always sure. do it willing. We didn't try to hurt our children, but no. by affording them all the quote unquote opportunity. <laughs> well, I I think right. I mean, oh, no. I, I, I see it. I see it. I, 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 I think me. society has created this. Everybody's a winner mentality, yeah. or everybody's special. He <laughs> started on that, but, but, that, but that's the oh, problem. But th- this is the problem that I see. It's like you're not special. Yep. Prove you're special. Like that's a true. But see, it's hard to do that now because you're a heartless bastard. If yep. you, if you, you no, too I mean, really. fucking bad. Guess everybody what? gets too a trophy. Everybody participates. Everybody gets a trophy. My, you're a my, winner. My son's first second pl- first trophy he got. And he was like five or six years old for second place. And I said to him, I said, second place is the first loser. Mm-hmm. That's it. it. You're the you're the first loser. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you didn't. Play, that means someone's better than you, or they worked harder than you. Those are two things you can improve on. Right. And and that's what we have to teach kids. And we've got to get past this fucking victim mentality in society. Well, there's nothing wrong with competition. Like, competition, competition makes me happy, is what, is right? what makes not, this fucking not, world go round. Not Okay, talk about that for a second. Because I, I think competition can be part of happiness. I, I'm very odd in that because I don't yes. like competition um, in my career. I chose to be an independent contractor and working in an environment where I did not have to be involved with sales contests and mm-hmm. all that stuff because I didn't find the competitive nature there to be very rewarding. Mm-hmm. Um, at least I didn't think I did. Uh, but in other aspects of my life, I've got a lot of happiness through competing in a good spirit, whether it's mm-hmm. playing sports, coaching sports, whatever, that competition's healthy. But yeah. That that ability to be happy with competition is sometimes in some sectors. I think it's kind of being drummed out of kids. The, the, people think it's okay to be second. Yeah. No. No. Or you, last. You want, you want to be the yeah. first. You know. Well, at least you tried. Yeah. Okay. I get it. You tried. Me. My God. <laughs> I'll. I'll. I'll play jacks with you you know with the ball and a little bit and, and yeah, i better little, win you're a little bit yeah. over yeah. but but the thing is, is is and that's it because i don't know where it came from but i strive to do the best job i can mm-hmm. and that means when i know i understand that sometimes you lose yeah and and, and but if i lose i don't place blame anywhere else yep. Even when I work, if something goes wrong, I'll call it if I did it. But if yeah. I didn't do it, I'm going to so, let you know. But we yes. have an story that's instilled the joy of six uh, of being successful, the joy of competition, the joy of the joy that can be derived by doing the best job you can at whatever task it is. I, we have failed, I think, as a people with generations coming behind us. Exactly. I believe that. I, well, I, I see what you're saying because these people don't know what the joy of actually doing something right and winning. And, and 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 getting to the, the, that self satisfaction it, because it's okay but is it their to be. Fault? But is it their fault? Well, it's it's it's, it's well, society now. Is it their fault? Uh, okay, maybe. I think I think it's part of it is society. Part of it is 
the generations of us, right, that we tried to make things easier for our kids. But I think for it to write itself, these this ge- these generations need kicks in the face. Either that or life has expe- to kick them in the face. They need experience and pain. That's it. You that's know, exactly maybe, it. Except maybe employment pain, that's monetary pain. I don't want anybody to get hurt. No, but, but you grow but through pain. You, you grow you, yeah. through struggle. And if you, you don't have, have that in life, like I know people in my life that, you know, they're just not to sound like an asshole, but they're they're living a mediocre existence. And they're happy because they've never had to struggle. Yes. So they're like, okay, I'm good. I make enough money. Like I'm just good where I am. Like well, they're not they're high not, achievers. They're though. not high achievers. But but I think I think people become high achievers through the pain and adversity. struggle and adversity. That, yeah. That's what I think. And like going back to your point, like the, saying I'll try. That's my biggest pet peeve in the world. You either do it or you don't. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like don't say fucking try. You're either gonna do it There's or you don't. Because you tell. Like, well, but there it's is true. No try. Because yeah. here, because here's why. <laughs> here, here, but. <laughs> Yoda, yes. That was, that was, but but, but yeah. here's, the, here's, the, here's the problem with saying, I'll try. Yeah, it gives you an out. Yeah. It gives yeah. you an excuse. From the well, I tried. Yeah. Okay, do it or don't. Like like I like I always say that to anybody. If you say you're going to try, that means I'm, I can expect you're not going to accomplish it. Because mm. if you were going to accomplish it, you would just say, I'll do it. I'll do it. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and that's that's exactly how I yeah. think. Yep. If, I, if I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Yep, exactly. It, it, I'm not going to... Yep. Give it the old college try. Yeah, like, I'm not going to say I'll try and get that done. I'm going to either get it done or I'm going to say I can't get it done today. Yep, that's it. Just you make a commitment, and and that's the pro- that gen- so coming back to that generation behind us, they struggle with commitment. Like that's one of the biggest problems. I look at it like even even getting people to commit to events, right? People in our <laughs> yeah. age brackets, they'll commit. If they say an event, I committed to it. People in their twenties, like ah, I'll wait till maybe it might that's be something better to come up. That's interesting. Yeah, so that's I've seen it across the board. It's a valid point. Well, uh, well, that again, I know we're all all over the place, but that's like what the major complaint I think with online dating is now is that like people they think they won't commit because they think it's so easy just to see something new, yeah, just swipe <laughs> something new, and ca- encounter something. Sure, new. there's a different flavor. Yeah, on exactly. The next screen. Yes. Who wants and, to eat and, pizza? But every I also, day? But I can see how that trans. <laughs> I can tell it translates to life, though, too. Like, and again, I'm not managing yeah. people. Like, I'm, we, our worlds are different. Sure, I don't. Management never appealed to me because I never wanted to do that. Because I think it wasn't that I'm a heart. I never felt like I was a heartless bastard, but I didn't want to be in charge of listening to someone else's problems mm-hmm. in the workplace. Which a lot of it has to do with their not being happy. Sure, right? And and I remember the heartless '80s and part of the heartless '90s where. Corporate culture was if you don't do the job, you're going to find yourself fired. Yeah. yeah. And they really weren't caring too much about whether you were happy doing that job. As long as you did it well and you weren't causing a ruckus, yeah. you keep your job. I don't know what it's like out there now. I mean, but, I, I, mean I, I don't manage people, <clears throat> I lead people. Like, I have people that work for me. I don't, I'm not their manager, I'm their leader. Okay. I want them to grow and I want to create an environment and a culture where they become the best they can be. That's the environment. So I don't, I don't look at myself as a manager. I don't go in and watch over their shoulder how they're doing. So you how don't they do worry shit. about their happiness. No, because they all because we're creating an environment that makes them happy. Okay. If I'm a good leader, if I lead my organization the right way, they will, in essence, they will just by a byproduct of my leadership be happy. Okay. In the because the environment I'm creating. Now, if I see that go sideways, then I got to look at myself. It's not them. If I'm creating the wrong environment, that's on me to fix. Mm. And I think that's why I don't. I don't look at. I look at management and leadership completely different. Yeah. Like I don't feel I manage people. I lead people. Yeah, I, I agree with that totally. Because yeah. at, at the end of the day, 
you can't influence someone else's happiness, exactly. but you yep. can create a forum where they can operate. You know, in in this situation, yep. uh, their job. Yep. Um, and as long as that environment is comfortable exactly. and just allows them yep. to have their own happiness but yeah. but the decision is ultimately theirs that, that's what I, we, we interviewed mm. people this week for for a new attorney and, and the the one guy i was talking to i said you know i'm what i'm trying to do here is i want to give everybody the opportunity to build their own business within the firm to the point where they could walk away tomorrow and take their business and be completely successful but they don't want to because of the culture we create yeah, that's pretty powerful like that's what i'm i want to encourage them all build your business build your own brand like create yourself as a lawyer within this practice and if you want to leave you leave and take your business with you but we're going to make this place so fucking amazing that you're not going to want to leave so i have to laugh i i have no problem or no compulsion saying this exactly what you just yeah. preached to me yeah. is what every real estate broker has told me on day one of accepting <laughs> mm. the contract and they've all fucking failed well, i hope i'm not failing <laughs> no i'm no, not, no, I'm not no, saying no, no, no. i'm saying in my sphere mm-hmm. that speech about yeah. you know oh we won't it's we easy won't. to say it it's hard to do it oh we will we'll have no claim on your business if you want to take your business and go elsewhere yeah. that's totally okay we want to make it so good here you have no reason to leave our yeah. brokerage i've heard that same speech mm-hmm. boom 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 and everywhere i land yeah. it does not happen yeah and it's a shame yeah that's really a shame but i find that funny so and i get that concept Mm-hmm. But again, I'll go back to that happiness thing. Like, when did it become part of the lexicon of corporate America? Let's talk corporate America. Let's say okay. top 2,000 companies. And if I'm wrong, tell me. Sure. When did it become part of the lexicon of human resources to care so much about their employees' quote-unquote happiness, their state of mind? I don't think corporate America does. I don't think the big Fortune 100 companies give a shit about happiness. So, so it's all it's all window dressing. Yeah, I believe so. I, I mean, I I have clients that are in that space, and I know the people that work there are fucking miserable because of the culture they create. Cause it's 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 cutthroat. It's heartless. It's it's just constantly beating on each other. There's no team environment. There's no collaboration. There's no working towards the same goal. Everybody's mm. in it for themselves. At least that's that's what I yeah. see. Not every company, but I I have a couple in my mind that are like that. Um, and that, to me, I think smaller organizations have a be- do a better job of creating those environments. Okay. Where happiness is part of it. Okay. Do you, Fred, of all the years you've been in, in movies, has you ever had a, a supervisor, a boss, or anybody ever come to you, whether it's a year review? I don't even know if you're around a year to have a year <laughs> review, but any kind of evaluation by a supervisor, has anyone ever asked you about your state of happiness, either on the job Who? or not? No, no, not in that bit, not in this business. Nobody just sits around. Again, it's it, you're not on a job long enough. Yeah. You know what I mean, you're you're looking at it like a temporary working thing where you're going maybe the most six months. You know, even with tours, mm-hmm. nobody's ever come up. You know, that Zach Wild. Hey, are you happy here? Here's a <laughs> bottle of bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> so there you go. Now, are you happy now? Go sit yeah. in the corner. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean, I've never. I mean, I've had a lot of people compliment my work, you know, but not uh, sit around and say, "Hey, are you happy?" <laughs> but it, but I do. I think that in my 
area of work if if somebody compliments you that you know they're trying to make yeah you're, you're happy you yeah, know I mean, you're doing a great yeah. job you get you at least get acknowledged for what you're doing yep. where some of these places you don't you get a, you get your review and it's like okay. they don't ask you if you're happy mm-hmm. okay what about you in terms of corporate America? I know you're you're an independent contractor as well too. When you've been that well for a long time mm-hmm. in your prior life, were you in a heavy corporate environment at any point in time? Yeah, I've been in corporate America uh, for a period of time. So we're looking at nineties. Uh, no, in the two thousands. Okay, yeah. so okay, so in that era, does any of that resonate with you? Some kind of maybe like a maybe a new age new age kind of way of looking at things creeping through HR. Does any of that resonate? Did you see any of that? Uh, no, not really. I, you know, one of the things with corporate America is, is it's just so big. Yeah. You know, and yep. in in that type of an envi- like you talked about creating an environment where people can come and they can do their job and they can create their own happiness okay. within that environment. Well, when you have ten thousand people, what's yep. what is the right environment? Yep. You know, mm, how do yep. they even figure that out? Yeah. Um, you know, and and the bigger it gets, uh, the more I feel like you're just. Um, you know, here's the environment. That's what it is. You know, mm-hmm. tough. Um, yeah. Figure it out on your own. So it's still that way today. I'm actually yeah. kind of in a weird way. I kind of like. I'm glad to see that because yeah. that's the kind of um, that's the kind of work environment I would think that would yield competition, yeah. innovation. Mm-hmm. That can because there would be natural competition in mm-hmm. there. I mean, not with not with maybe every department of a company, but probably the departments that generate the revenue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, too, this is one of the reasons why people are assimilating very well to working from home, right? Ooh, yeah. Because yeah, now right. it's their that's their environment, yep. and okay. they can yep. find their own happiness in their own environment. They're not subscribing to yep. someone else's idea of the right environment. Mm-hmm. Exactly okay, right. I, I want to go right back to that, but let me just give you the reason why I'm bringing this new age mm-hmm. HR stuff together. I worked for a company called PageNet in the 80s. And during the last the last uh, years they were in existence, they were struggling. They brought a, a management consulting firm in. I think that's what they were called, McKinsey Group. They they yep. were they were big in the nineties. Going, they would go in and fix yep. fix companies. Ended up being a ruse in the end. They ended up destroying the company and buying the scrap the, yeah. the scraps. But we had all these in late late nineties, maybe ninety eight, ninety nine. All these interviews about our happiness and how mm-hmm. uh, an overstudy of how we all interacted with yeah. each other, and I, it was really kind of uh, intrusive. Yeah. And I at that time, if it's happening to you, oftentimes you think it must be happening to everybody else. Maybe maybe this kind of micromanagement of mm-hmm. HR stuff was was not, you know. But it seemed like there was a. I don't know. It, it seemed like all of a sudden they're worried less about output and were we all getting along? Did your job bring you fulfillment? Mm-hmm. If interacting with this department didn't bring, make you fulfilled, how can we change that? It was really a case study of like over micromanaging the process. And I just happened to leave corporate yeah. America at that moment and I looked at it, I never want to be a part of that glad handing bullshit again. Yeah. So maybe that wasn't maybe that's not uh, representative of like all of corporate America. It just seemed to me like HR had gone in a direction that was intrusive to what I was feeling. Like why did that matter? It just you know maybe like I said maybe my viewpoint was just skewed. Yeah, I, mean, I was in corporate America for fourteen years and no one in HR gave a shit. 
Really? No. Okay. I mean, it was it was it was just a pure shit show. <laughs> okay. I mean, it, I mean, it was. It was just like you had management change. People didn't get along. HR never came and gave a shit about people. Right. right they were right, just right. they were just there to process people. Okay. Not really caring about what they felt or were they happy. It was, are you doing what you're supposed to do for what we pay you for? But isn't it, that the function of the transaction? Because really, an employment relationship is a transaction. Yeah. Well, no, I disagree. Okay. I, I think. Uh, it, that's how corporate America looks at it. Like, okay. Employment in my world is this is just part of who you are. It's it's part of it's part of your life. It's part of it's part of the balance. You know, I I want people to work for me that don't look at it as a transaction. They're part of a family. They're part of a team. It's okay. just It's an it's part of their life. It's just integrated into who they are. That's what I want to create. Okay. Because corporate America, yeah, it's transactional. You're replaceable. I don't I don't want any of my employees to feel like they're replaceable. I want them to feel that they're a part of something, that we're building something okay. that they're a part of, and they're an integral part of that. And that's why we're very selective on who we bring on, because mm-hmm. those people have to fit exactly in the right spot or it'll never fucking work. Mm. I don't want it to be transactional, because I think, I think that's where companies go wrong. That's where companies fail. If you, if you create an environment where everything's a transaction, yeah. you don't get any buy-in from anybody. Yeah. It's, just, it's just we're just here to do a job. And that's yeah. not that doesn't that doesn't create innovative companies. That doesn't create massive amounts of success. But when you create an environment, like I did my TED talk on kindness in the workplace, right. and when they talk about you know kind and, and good natured leaders and how they create this environment of creativity and innovation, the companies are more profitable. They're more creative. They're more innovative. They have a better work environment. Mm-hmm. And then we need to look at it that way, and it's so, not transactional. But, but, but I think the, the clear. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. Sure. The clear takeaway I get from your TED Talk and our prior discussions mm-hmm. is there is a delineation between being kind mm-hmm. and working from a position of kindness yeah. and overly concerning about someone else's happiness. Sure. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. You know? I agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, because ultimately you can only do all... You're, you're doing to all your you point, can you do. can't make somebody else happy, right? I can't no. control somebody else's yeah. happiness. Yeah, yeah. I can give them the environment so they can be happy. Okay. And create an environment and create an atmosphere where they feel happy in that atmosphere. But I can't ultimately make the people that work for me happy. Like like Mia, Matt, Lauren, I can't come in and say, right. I'm going to make you happy today. I'm going to give you an environment to be the best you can be, and I'm here to support you in any way right. possible. And I want that to make you happy. Would you not agree, though, that there is a, there is a mentality in, mm-hmm. the war, in the marketplace that believes that we should concentrate on an employee's happiness. I think that's a false narrative out there. Okay. I think that's a show. Because I've seen corporate well, America. Isn't a lot of HR always been a yeah, show? Yeah. I mean, I, I've, <laughs> see, I've seen corporate America, and that's always like, hey, we're doing this happiness initiative. We're doing this initiative. But end Wait, you've actually all, heard some yes, HR say a yes, happiness initiative. Yes. Yes. Wow. To me, it's a show. Hmm. It's a show. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, don't you feel like it's just, uh, uh, it's like government, you know, corporations. It's always someone coming in and trying to convince everybody that they Mm -hmm. have a better idea. Yeah, that's exactly right. And then once, you know, once somebody buys into it or a group of individuals buys into it, then they Mm -hmm. rewrite the process. Mm -hmm. 
So now you've got to relearn this process mm -hmm. that HR is supposedly following yeah. because they care about your happiness, but really they don't give a damn about your happiness. <laughs> All they're doing is reading the book that says this is what they're supposed yep. to do. Yeah, And it gives them job security because now they got to be there to help write the process or rewrite the process and implement the new process. Sure. I mean, that's government. That's government, too. Government comes in, let's create new policies so we can keep our jobs. Yeah. Let's create new things. Let's do new stuff. So we have to, well, you can't vote us out because we're going to do this great shit when it's all the same stuff over and over and over again. It's all about self-preservation. All right, time out. I got to piss. <laughs> Old bladder. Yeah. This is excellent. This is way better than I thought we were gonna Hey, man. Oh, everybody good? Yeah, I'm going to piss, too, though. yeah. I have the bladder of a fucking eight-year-old. <laughs> You're sweating over there. Are you all right? I'm always, dude, I'm always sweating. Yeah. I'm going through menopause. Dude, I'm going through menopause. Just tell everyone it's because I'm hot. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could say that. My wife would be like, shut the fuck up. You're old. Yeah. I mean, she really <laughs> She would bust my balls about that. Yeah. But that's why I love her. She keeps, she keeps me honest. <laughs> She really does. I, I hate it's like my phone will not buzz like all morning in the moment I'm doing something like this. It's like, it's, it just happened to me. Text messages. Yeah, like, just, you guys all knew it's on my calendar. I'm out. Like, just wait till I get back, please. So, like, do you guys know that Eric's ex wife is my significant other? I did, did you guys not know that? I did not know that. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. Diana, I did not. Yeah. So, I have a. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. A pretty close relationship with. Uh, uh, his children too. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Very I did not nice. know that. Yeah, I was curious if he uh, filled you in on that. No, I had. I he doesn't no fill idea. me in on anything. I show <laughs> yeah, I never up. heard that. He's shit. asking you questions, right? <laughs> <laughs> Dick, man, why didn't he tell us that? that that's, that's great, though. Like my uh, yeah, my my son's mother and, and her her husband. Now, like, we have a great relationship. We used to coach my son's teams together. Like it was always just we had a really good relationship. Okay. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I think you know I, I wish more people did that. It doesn't have there hasn't have to be animosity between people. I think we'd just be nice to each other. In this yeah. World. Like just it's just it's especially for the kids. Like when my when my son, you know, his mom and I were never married. We had him in law school together, and it was just we were just mature about it. We said we're not we're oil and water will never work, and you know our families have all done parties together. Like mm -hmm. Greg, his stepdad, and I coached his teams together. Like it's just. I've always had a good relationship. I think that's extremely important. But I didn't know that. That's interesting. That's awesome. Yeah. No, it's... Yeah. I mean, and he's... <laughs> there it goes. And, you know, I mean, he's... He's a good guy. Yeah, yeah he really it's, is. It's, it's, I, don't, I don't see... Uh, people shouldn't... People separate. People go different yeah, exactly. ways. You go buy a building. Yeah, right, exactly. You still thinking about buying a building? Yeah, we want, I mean, our lease is up next September, and we're... We're at capacity now. I don't want to stay there. So if I can find something, maybe I'll lease off of you. If you get a building big enough with like room for a yeah, studio, I mean, or I, we'll talk about that. Yeah, I would love. I, I, the problem is the fucking prices are. Stupid. I know. I know. But we have to find someone that's like Carnegie Robinson area. So okay. if you see something that comes up, you know, right. I'd like to be under six hundred thousand. Carnegie would be a great location. That's where I'm at. That's where I am now. now. Yeah. That's fantastic well, location. I would move the podcast. I would move the Expensive. Yeah. I lived there, there, there for since 2006 our office is there now and the guy we're in the like an old victorian house the guy wants 800 grand for it I'm he wants 800 for 800 grand what if you just kind of went to the other end of, of uh carnegie and then slip across the highway right in that area i've, I've looked over there there's success i live on the top of like in Presley heights which is like the top of that yeah. area up there okay 
there's buildings down there, but again, there's nothing that I found that is really good. So I, I don't know if I want to rent again. If I can, I mean, why yeah. spend three, four grand a month in rent if I can just buy? I want you to buy, so. so you can put me in the basement. I'll, yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll rent off. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> just find me a space, dude. Find me a space. I wouldn't want to buy. I would like to rent too. I just want to. I like it here. But... Why don't you rebuild your garage? Just tear uh, it down, put a new one up. Yeah, I thought I thought about that too. But uh, the thing is, then I get I worry about if I have, I have a shit like this, and I got like four people showing up. Hmm. Let's say I got like you know, then I got four cars, and they could park in the front. And I think I get more legitimacy when people think I have a business suite. Hmm. I think they're coming to my house for a show. They don't take it as, as serious. I get you. as we grow it. You know, not that it really matters, but like um. I think Paul Alexander and some of those sports personalities took me in. Once they came and they came into a business office and they saw the place, and they, then they became like legit to them. You know, I guess I could move it to my garage and somehow people pull into the driveway and all that stuff, but then it becomes too close to home. I don't know. It, it would, I mean, that's a good idea. Then you build a garage and you get it exactly the way you want it. Precisely, yeah. I mean, you, you just lay the fucking thing out exactly. Exactly. Not a bad idea. You could have an outlet every four feet, you know, and oh yeah, and then you can permanently mount everything to the walls and like permanently sure. mount stuff. You have to go? You good? No, I'm good. You good? good. You good? I'm the you only good? one that has a little bladder. Dude, no, I'm I have a little one. I just I just <laughs> stopped drinking last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how long you were gonna make me sit here. <laughs> That's smart. Great. Wake up there, Koala. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before we talk about success, uh, Dale touched on a point about uh, pe- people working from home now. So let's go there. Uh, I guess part of the conversation could be happiness. Are people going to be happier working from home? Um, but in the end, do you think that they will remain at home, or do you think the lack of socialization will hit them at some point in time, and people will yearn to be around others again, and will kind of move away from working at home? Now, again, profits are going to determine everything in the mm-hmm. end. Profits may make people work remotely, but do you think the want to do that is just temporary coming out of COVID, or do you think it actually is a thing? You asking me Coming specifically? Coming to you first. <laughs> you raised the issue. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I, I've read a, a lot about this topic recently. Mm-hmm. You know, because everybody's talking about it. You right. know, they're working from yep. home. Are they going to go back? How's it going to affect the commercial mm-hmm. real estate market? Right. Oh, but at yeah. the end of the day, do you really have any? Do we have any clue except for what we know? Yeah. And, of course, my significant other is uh, working from home, and uh, there's no loss of productivity. So that goes to your point about um, profit. Um, and she seems to be pretty content with it's, – it's, there's a comfort there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about before, mm-hmm. you know, creating that environment. Um, you know, it's almost like um, – it's not so much creating an environment for them. It's removing the things that are uncomfortable. Mm, okay. And when you're at mm. home, well, I mean, you should be comfortable. It's your mm. home. Right, 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 right. And that, that, and so the logical thing would be people would be happier if they're in their own, their own comfortable environment. You would think. Mm-hmm. You would think, yeah. You would think. Yeah. So on a, As a whole. 
Yeah. I, well, right. I, Some jobs can't. He can't work from home. Exactly. Yeah, I really, mm-hmm. for the most part, can't work from home. I do, but not full time from home. You know what I mean? Right. Well, then, like, the CEO for Netflix comes out and he says, oh, no, as soon as we can, we're bringing everybody back because we need to be in that environment where yeah. we're all together in order to be creative. Yeah. Is there is some truth to that. that? I think there is definitely Absolutely. some truth to that. But I do think that it's it's specific to certain mm-hmm. job functions. Job functions. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And industries, I think, too. Yeah. I, I think that's that's also true. Because um, I know I couldn't, like, I have to be in an office. Like, I like to collaborate with people. Like, I want to be around. And you can't collaborate over Zoom. Despite what people say, there's no fucking way. I hate you Zoom. Can't, you can't do it. You're the and, wrong person when it comes to And Zoom. I was actually having a conversation last night um, with a client slash friend of mine. And she was discussing, you know, the company she works for, they all work from home now. And it, it's good because they didn't like the corporate environment they were in. But she says everybody's aged so much. You can see Whoa, it. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Because there's no there's no delineation between work and home anymore. Okay. Like when you leave, like like she made the, she made a great point. She said, you know, I used to, like I would de stress on my way home. Okay. So I would like get in the car, listen to music, drive home, de stress. I'm home, completely separate. Now it's like I'm home, I'm working, and I'm home, and I can't. It's hard for me to break that. So it ages people quicker because you're not, it's harder to remove the stress. Interesting. Like I remember when, when I, when we shut down first and I, you know, that's interesting. And I was working from home. I was losing my fucking mind. I remember like, you walking in here early in the pandemic. When my first... I just wanted to get the fuck out of my house. Like, <laughs> because that's not, like I need to be around people. And it was just, and, and the problem was, you know, I set up office in my basement and, you know, I would go downstairs you know in the morning work out and then shower and then go back downstairs and work and be there for 15 hours and come upstairs every once in a while get something to eat or hang out but it was just there was no break between work and home and it stressed me out like crazy like it's just so i do think to your point i think there will be companies that will always be work from home now. They found a way to do it. They, it, it's they're transactional it companies, to be cheaper, right? It's got to be cheaper. They're warehousing people. I mean, they're they're uh, you're going to see the commercial real estate market. I think dip a little bit over the next eighteen to twenty four months because I think companies are cutting down space. Um, but I do think there's going to be companies that need people back because there are th- those innovative, creative companies. You, it's hard to be innovative and created when you're siloed at home like i think interesting like i love sitting in the conference room with my team and just talking about stuff mm-hmm. and like talking about ideas and solving problems like i can't do that over zoom you're just or over a phone call like i want to be face to face i want to read your body language i want to have those discussions look you in the eyes like see what's read your face read your body and understand what you're thinking and that's to me like i think there will be companies that'll just probably remain working from home but i don't think that's going to be a thing for everybody so probably very industry specific i mean you're not yeah gonna, i mean you're pulling your hair out being at home oh yeah you started <laughs> taking pictures of insects i knew something was something was not right but. really what kind of insects <laughs> all kinds man and bugs became his <laughs> bugs became my thing and you can bring some of these photos in next time i'd like to see some oh god and like and like of all things that's where uh that's where I learned to hone my photography yes, skills. Taking so you got something out of out of COVID. Yeah, I mean, That's like impressive. literally bug bug photos. That uh, <laughs> there's a market for it. I'm sure there 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 is, but uh, <laughs> I, I haven't found it. <laughs> I stock photo. Go sell them on iStock. I, I, Adobe stock is what yeah. uh, is where I sent my. Oh. I, I sold some stuff on Adobe stock. See? Did you? Huh? Yeah, okay. it's like, uh, you get a couple cents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get a couple cents from. But yeah, I mean, I've I've, I've I think a bridge and a, 
can't remember what the other ones were. Like pine cones or something like that. <laughs> hey. yeah, you know, crazy. I love it. Crazy stuff. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I was worried about you during. Of all the people in my sphere, I was very much worried about you mm-hmm. because your happiness quotient. I always thought was you. It was music. It was movies. But it was about activity and movement. Yeah. And oh, I, I, did, I turned into a slug, man. Well, I just knew that. I knew that the um, requiring you to stay in or or stationary was not going to be. It was not going to serve you well. Was I right in that assessment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a thing, man. And that was one cool mm-hmm. thing about bug photos. <laughs> man, I just grab a camera and just go walking around the yard. Like, literally, just walk around the yard. With, with bottle of Jack Daniels. With flowers. And, 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 I can and, just picture it for some reason. <laughs> well, that's what I did, oh, man. I got some strange yeah. phone calls during that period. Dude, uh, some really good, you know, but you, it's oh, amazing what you it. can find in your own yard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, I was, the, the idea popped into my head of writing a book of backyard bugs. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just you know, and uh, just of, of things that are there because you really don't yeah. notice. Look how happy I am now talking <laughs> yeah. about bugs. <laughs> uh, but you really don't notice uh, all these things that are yeah right there outside your yeah. own door. Yep. Do you see okay. my do you see my latest <laughs> well, my latest spider pictures? <laughs> you know, it is interesting though that you come back to that. Uh, you know, you being at home, you thought he would be like a slug uh, because you're you get out there and you get active mm-hmm. but you know in your opening uh answer to his question about happiness you made the comment that um you're the great pretender you know he so, is a great pretender. Mm. so uh, you know which is which is it makes it difficult for other people to know are you really happy so yeah. i guess the question i had for you which and then we've moved so fast yeah so we do topic here, to topic <laughs> welcome uh, to the eric mckenna project yes. <laughs> i was wondering you know when you're home alone you know with yourself you know are you unhappy oh. at those moments wow this man is so good this is, this is I like that's it. a reason why dale's on this that's show. the worst <laughs> thing in all honesty that's the worst thing that could happen to me home alone because it, it's a <laughs> you see what happened he takes pictures of bugs well, well the porch. thing is is, is is i had to, i had to to find something to do because i'm 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 that dog the little jack russell terrier or whatever that if you leave him home alone he's going to tear up something or he's going to be good and, and day by day i don't know what's going to happen so the outlet became the to take it to learn but but there mm. there were many a days sitting at home where you know I'm home alone, and I'm um, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and tried to learn piano. Tried to try to learn piano, and and a couple of days calling the unemployment office. Got, that, that was now. Thing that my thing was now. Here's 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 what was bad for me is I had no money coming in. Yeah, and I worked, alf, and, alf. And, and I and I and I could have gotten unemployment, but one of the companies I worked for didn't put the money in Pennsylvania. Of course, they put forty thousand into in uh, Florida. <laughs> And hmm. Pennsylvania said, we'll "Call Florida." And Florida hmm. says, "We don't do that. You know, we don't. We don't. Uh, we don't. You know, you only worked one. You only worked one quarter in Florida. And you know what? No, you don't get anything. So oh. I went. Literally, I went weeks, like months, actually, with yeah. no money coming yeah, in. That could wow, definitely yes. uh, put a rub on your state. Yeah. And so, so I was. So I was unhappy, yeah. and I was. And I was sitting there, and I was upset. You know, and but literally, I'm not joking when I say this. I spent 17 hours on the phone 
in two days. That was my job, mm-hmm. calling on them, and I could not get through. Or when I did, I had to call Florida, mm-hmm. to call Pennsylvania, to call Florida, and they would oh. not talk to each other. So it was through me. So you're sitting there waiting. Yep. Like there were days where, I'm not joking, I called 1,200 times, speed dial, speed dial. And, and it takes it takes eight yeah. hours, and then they don't answer anymore. And it, it took oh. me, I went through two periods, and this is no joke, of five weeks, so 10 weeks without getting paid. Jeez. And I had to call each one because oh. there was a glitch and nobody would look for that glitch. Yep. So when I did get a chance after four o'clock or six o'clock or whatever, when these places would close down, mm-hmm. I would go out in the yard to decompress. Yeah. And I took a camera that he gave, he gave me a camera and I started taking pictures of bugs. And you know what? It made me happy. Yeah. You know, I thought it make you happy. That's awesome. I, I thought that I'd be doing concerts or, yeah. or, 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 or yep. fashion or whatever. You know, just like you know, like yep. a, like like taking school pictures or whatever. You know, just for fun. I discovered bugs, and, and here's the thing: <laughs> with being interested in because I mean it's something new. I mean, yeah, right. Like, but now I'm like, what kind of bug is this? And, yeah. But I, and I, it, it, be, it made me happy. It, I'm, it, glad, it, you're, it got, it I'm glad you're back on the road, Fred. I'm just going to leave it, it there. I'm definitely it, glad you're back doing what you, you're supposed to be doing because yeah. I was a little bit worried going down the bug, yeah. the bug but, trail. No, but here's what I found now. Here's what I found. Now that I like doing photography, I don't know if I'm going to be happy going back on the road. Well, good for you. You know, so but so I got to go back on the so, road. So COVID might have, might have, in your circumstance, opened up a different opportunity. It opened for up you. a different opportunity for me. You know, and and the the book thing opened up a different opportunity. And I wish I would have jumped on it faster, because I just didn't believe it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But now I've got to write a book and go on tour and make a movie. Well, yeah, and, I mean, and I awesome. guess that's my overall point too. When people look back on COVID, um, the COVID era. What I personally said to myself, just for me, mm-hmm. was that when COVID got deep, like maybe by summer of last yeah. of 2020, and we were in the throes of it, I said, I have to do something because mm-hmm. I can't really work. I got to do something that I look back on this time and don't think it's a waste. Yeah. So I just concentrated on fixing me yeah. in certain areas. I was successful in some and some I wasn't. But the point was I had to do something tangible. Yeah. I think a lot of the society is going to look back on COVID and, and say, and they might be doing it now, saying, I had all this time, yeah. and I either drank my way yep. through it or watched a lot of television, mm-hmm. or I don't know if they realized that it could have been a period of productivity. I, I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not lecturing anybody. I'm just saying that, no, might, right. be yeah, a, that might be a, a wasted opportunity. Mm-hmm. And you, got, you know, If you get so many years on this world, if you carve out a year and a half of like being in this COVID era, yeah. Are you going to look back at it and say, you know, what did I do to? In, yeah. in, in all honesty, I, I, I feel that I could have been more more productive. Same I mean, here. we've we've discussed that a thousand times on the show. But at the at the time, I was just like, man, you know, I was trying to figure out which way to go. And before well, I, I knew it, most of society was stressed out of it. How could you yeah. not be? They, they shut it, us down. It, yeah, it, exactly. But when I look back now, I'm like, man, I could have done this, and I could have yeah. done that, and had I taken this serious, or you know, like as you, like you said, yeah. tried to learn piano. I started learning piano, and I'm like, you know what? Why am I doing this? Because it's not. This is for for me. So, but you know. All right, but I want to turn to the topic to success, and what the definition of success means to you. And it's a big, broad concept, mm-hmm. but I really am fascinated by getting guests who are willing to share their thoughts on what success means today. Has it evolved for them? How has it evolved for them? And is the pondering of success even really necessary or needed? 
coming to you <laughs> <laughs> so i'll answer the last part first yes it is needed to okay. find our success to me it's a it, it's a measuring stick right it's I, I look at success like how do you you have to have something to measure life by right and i think success is what we all measure life am i doing well like I want to know. Like I don't want to just but it's me a in. term, right? Because the measuring sure. stick might be either money yeah, or it, it, freedom, yes. or how you define success is the measurement. Okay, but success is the tool to measure. Okay, right. So that's that's how I look at. It. Like I don't want to just meander through life. Right. Like I don't want to wake up when I'm 50 and say, "Huh, that was a cool 10 years. What the fuck did I do?" Like I want to know what I did. So I look at, you know, my definition of success has absolutely evolved over time. When I was a young lawyer, it was about making as much money as possible. It's like I wanted to, you know make money and buy cool shit now it's like i want to build a legacy mm-hmm. like, i want to create a law firm that's different that people are like what the fuck like i want to do the shit everybody told me that i couldn't do right and that's right, kind of what we're right. trying to do so that's so my definition of success is it's partially the happiness right the, the freedom of of what i'm doing but to me if i look back on my life i will know I'm successful if I've created something different and leave a legacy for right my on. kids, for the people that, that work for me, for just the clients I serve and the, and, and the people that are within my sphere. Like I want to leave that legacy and just create something different that helps everybody. Like okay. That's how I'm measuring success right now. If that's even a def, I mean, it's a no, pretty esoteric definition, no, but that's it's good. That's, that's how tan- I look at that's it. That's tangible. Dale? Uh, you know, not that my profession and the people that I work with in my profession are not important. They certainly are. Um, and uh, and I enjoy uh, the fact that some of them might think that I'm pretty important to them. Um, but the reality of it is, for me, is success does not have a whole lot to do with what I do for a living. Hmm. Um, you know, I, uh, you know, growing up, uh, you know, I was a product of divorce, moving around a lot. Um, not that I'm putting any blame on anybody, but ultimately it just took me, a, it was a long runway to actually get to the point where I really knew how to even work towards success. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, for me, success will be if I can shorten that runway for the people that I love. Oh, that's like good. That. That's good. I might steal that. That's good. <laughs> I, I'm definitely stealing that. <laughs> Frederico. So here's what's funny about that. Do you think about success, number one? No, I don't. I, 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 I think you know that. It's so it, honest. It, it's, I love you know, that. I, love I, that. I, I don't carry love the word. But what you said and what you both said yeah. are how I base what my feelings of success are. Okay. Uh, it never meant anything because I don't want to say it like this but I never expected to be in a position where I'm at I'm never you know evidently I'm good at what I do Mm -hmm. and people love to give me praise for it Mm -hmm. but I I guess I'm successful I had a couple different couple couple good runs you know I can do a lot of different things Uh, every job I do it's you know I I find some degree of happiness with my employers Mm -hmm. and and the people around me Uh, I'm happy I guess maybe (laughs) and uh, but the thing was you know there was a there was a point in time where where things were flying and that was when I was young okay you know what I mean I'm old now I'm 52 
Uh, You're not old. Yeah, but, but the thing is, is, is I wish when I was younger, I would have, I would have taken because I, as young, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I didn't think I was all that success full, and I and I pushed and I pushed and I pushed, and mm-hmm. and you know, I was focused on work and being the best. And to me, that was to mm-hmm. me the, being the best at the time when right. I was young was my measure of success it wasn't necessarily yeah. happy it was building that legacy yeah the boogie street legacy right. was part yeah. of it you yeah, know right. my legacy on on the road you 100%. know uh trying to you know with the bands that i worked with that was that was my well, name well that was because that's what i wanted to ask you about so uh dale and rocco wouldn't be privy to this world and but i am and so when it comes to guitar techs mm-hmm. uh, in rock and roll, and I would just say popular music in general, there's probably 10 out there that are like, I won't say household names, but industry names, go-to guys. And you're in there. You usually Not, don't hear about them. <laughs> what I'm saying to you, though, is, well, that, and while production houses and musicians know them, my point is there's about 10, 10 or 12 go-to people. You're mm-hmm. in there. So that to me is a remarkable achievement yeah. to yeah. me I, in the entire touring world there's like 12 12 guys and gals for you to be in there but you don't ever that never seems to resonate with you like to me that would be a huge achievement you know i, I never i never thought that that you know i would do this you know mm-hmm. it was a joke i went as a joke i i, I made a, a whim I worked at Channel Four. I, I told my production manager, "Hey, man, I got a tour coming up that I was offered to go on. I have five weeks of vacation. Can I take them all at once?" And he goes, "Of course." <laughs> I go, "It's a six-week tour. Can I have an unpaid week?" He goes, "Of course." So I went on tour and never That's ever crazy. thought. I, I went on tour. I went on tour for six weeks, and I and I said, "Hey, thanks a lot. Next time you're in Pittsburgh, you know, yeah. look, I'll look you up." And he's like, "What are you talking about? You're my guy now." And it's just like. Oh, this is my job now because I like walked into this job yeah. total, and and I never in that a million mean, years you don't think that's success. I mean, you don't uh, look well, at that I, success. I never, I never thought that, that that I would achieve as much success as I did from it, and mm-hmm. and, and that led me to opening the doors on right. everything else right. we did. Right. And so it was success, but it was it, it it came and I worked for it once yeah. I got there, and that's right. what I said. It was fun at first, mm-hmm. but then I said, wait a second. I kind of enjoy the success, mm-hmm. and it became a business. Right, mm-hmm. and that's where you have to, yeah. you know, sit down and and, and and you put away your your past behaviors of yeah. you know drinking <laughs> yes. or whatever, because now it is now it's my name. Yeah, and and now that I'm successful and it was easy, it, now it's not so mm-hmm. easy because I've got these young bucks coming up and they're gunning yeah. for you, you know, and and there's only a limited amount of profile jobs yeah. or jobs is right you know you can go out with anybody that'll pay you 500 bucks but to have somebody pay you right good money yeah. is is hard and that's where i want to stay yeah and so yeah so to so to, to achieve that level of success and keep there it's a little bit of work but i enjoy putting in yeah. the work yeah to do that if you ask a lot of people along the way if you ask you know anybody you know yeah he's successful but mm-hmm. What did he do? At what cost? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd, I'd love to be able to say that, you know, I have a happy family, but right. I, I mm-hmm. was gone. Right. I was, you right. know, mm-hmm. and it, it took it took me away. And that was the one thing that, you know, it, it, you know I regret not seeing, seeing my kids uh, as much. Uh, I was gone. Right. You mm-hmm. know, but I needed to make money. Yeah. I needed to be, mm-hmm. 
you know i needed to keep that to keep the family going yeah and at some point you know daddy's an afterthought you know daddy's yeah, not that's, here daddy's, well, that's yeah that's that's the that's what makes you unhappy that's the yeah, cost you're right that's the cost and you see these cats on the road you know you talk about granted not so much me anymore but you see these you, you sit in a hotel room and you're mm-hmm. bored right and that's where the drugs and alcohol yeah. come in and, and you're just sitting there to 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 kill the boredom to, mm-hmm. or to to mask the fact that you're saying you're happy and you're really unhappy yeah, yeah. because you don't have these things you don't mm-hmm. have the family you don't have the dog you don't have the the house and the so like you have them mm-hmm. but you're not in them yeah, yeah. And, and so i mean that became but now it's you know along the line along the way things change and your mindset changes mm-hmm. you know one of the jokes was is is i kind of disappeared mm-hmm. i don't want to the covid was was yeah. great for me because i didn't have to go on tour right <laughs> and that guy that that interviewed me in in, in january he's like yeah man we've been looking for you how to <laughs> how to get a hold of you I'm like, well i've always been here but i really wasn't <laughs> and so that that article that, that magazine article i did uh last last january was it kind of got me back into saying mm-hmm. hey this is where you found your success mm-hmm. you know because you know i'm you know covid's here yeah you know this is where you where you had your success did you mean like during the covid make you question like um, my choices no <laughs> no just like what in terms of um looking at how successful you were mm-hmm. yes or what you, has covid changed what you it, view it, as success it did it, your... it, it gave it it was a time to reflect yeah you know and here was the, here here's the we talked about competition and mm-hmm. stuff earlier man i'll 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 do a photo competition with you on who takes the prettiest bug pictures. That's how nuts I am. <laughs> but but that's what what that time off did. It made me think of what what do I consider? I mean, I thought about this. What do I consider yeah. successful? And I always say, and it's a straight up thing. I I say I'm not happy. Well, yeah. I'll smile for you, but I'm not happy. But the thing is, is is success did make me happy. Mm-hmm. I was able to touch. Yeah people i was able to give right people help i was able to you know Mm -hmm. because i'm not selfish with what i do but you know i mean i help out yep in the business world i try Mm -hmm. to teach you know and and what i do yep you know and and and, you know i've yeah i'm not not i I freely give my money away a lot (laughs) and uh but 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 it's to help you know what i mean because you know that's what i do but I, when COVID came, I looked and, and saw what what I did meant to people, how I could help people. Granted, you know what I, what I could do to make others happy. Right. I, I think I find my happiness yeah. in making other people happy. That, yeah, that's, that's awesome. I, I think that's and I and I've known you long <laughs> enough to say that's definitely the, the case. I'm not happy till you're happy, and and, and I'll do it. That's mm-hmm. I do that. That's my business model. Burger, yeah. Burger King used to operate that way, yeah, right? We, we were kids. <laughs> I, I'll I'll do a <laughs> job anymore. I'll think. do a job for somebody over and over and over, yeah. and not charge them until it's done correctly. Yeah. Because I, like I said, I want it done right the first time. Yeah. But your happiness is what dictates my happiness. If you're not happy, I'll redo it. Mm-hmm. And and so I, that's kind of like my what always my business model was, and I've been taking advantage on that a few times. But the thing is, is, is COVID made me sit down, look and say, I was successful in this area. I tried to be successful in this area. I try strive for perfection in this area. This is what made me happy. 
and now I'm ready to go back and yeah. I've, I found success in movies again you know, I'm yeah. happy with what I do mm-hmm. and now I'm going to go back on tour and uh, see if I can find some success back there because that the touring hinges on what my name brings right and my recognition my brand recognition yeah. brand recognition so now after two years of being out of circulations let's see what the brand has back left left in it <laughs> what's left in the tank for the old fk <laughs> the uh the, the thing about success which is puzzling to me was that i never really equated money with success but i did equate at times in my life possessions as success yeah i'm like that i did not have um I wouldn't say I had the greatest upbringing in regards to entrepreneurship. I think my father kind of went there begrudgingly mm-hmm. because of life circumstances and was never really interested in being a financial success with his entrepreneurship. So I didn't have this kind of like structure mm-hmm. to like observe. But the idea of of being competitive and then doing something on my own terms and not having a boss and having that freedom, that was more a success marker to me than, I guess, a dollar figure. When we did Boogie Street and the success kind of came in a wave mm-hmm. real quick, it was a little overwhelming. And it, we didn't run off and spend the money crazy. We didn't mm-hmm. buy things. but it, no, We it, invested ourselves. We yeah, put it all we, back we, just, we did. We put it right back in. But it was overwhelming in that we had not been able to plan for it. Sure. And we had talked about this many times. I didn't get good financial advice. I didn't get good legal advice. I didn't even turn into an LLC. So while we were making all this money, Mm -hmm. I wasn't doing what I could have been doing to set up a a good, solid foundation Mm -hmm. for the eventual downturn, which was at some point always going to come. Sure. Right? So I never had... uh, you know, a, a bank account as the forefront of my success mm-hmm. quotient. It just never, it really was to me about freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as I sit here today, uh, one more thing. I, I uh, was asked early on, what well, did I want to create a lifestyle business mm-hmm. or did I want to create something bigger than myself when Boogie Street was around? You know, the, the thought initially was to Eric McKenna Guitars. That's, was, that's initially what it was going to be. And then someone said, hey, if you're ever going to grow something bigger than yourself, you know, come up with a third name. And I had this idea that I was going to grow something bigger than myself. And then we turned out that we ended up just growing this big lifestyle business. Was it the right decision? Ah, who knows? But I never felt I never felt like we were not successful. Oh, Even when successful. we were in bad times, I said, we really did something amazing here. So I haven't been able to, I haven't been able to maybe articulate this right, but I've always never had a problem in being comfortable in levels of success. But my interpretation of what success is is probably not the norm because it's not really attached to financial rewards mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. does that make any sense just yeah. not having someone tell me on a day in day out basis you have to be yeah. here at nine and leave at four and take a lunch at yeah. this period of time and i had that i mean i had that in the 90s and you know and and, and it was good for me that structure yeah. was great for me without that structure i probably wouldn't have made it had the discipline yeah. to do things on my own but man, that freedom thing. And now as a realtor, same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not interested in growing anything uh, for any monetary gain. I don't want to grow this podcast. I don't want to have a, a realtor practice that hires ten people. Uh, I don't want the, all that complexity. I just kind of want to be able to comfortably live, not live paycheck to paycheck, and if people around me need help i want to have the means to hopefully be able to help within reason yeah 
within reason. Um, that to me is success. And the last part of success quotient would be living as healthy as I can yeah. to get as many years, God willing, mm-hmm. that I, I can out of this life. I don't want to go into my, I, I don't want to go into my sixties and seventies. Um, hoping for more time, but not living in a way that put the odds in my favor. Does that make any sense? Yeah, completely. So that's just, I yeah. mean, that, that would be success to me. Living to be 90, like yeah. my grandmother, yeah. and having some level of vitality, Yeah, that, that would be, that's more successful to me than any car. Yeah. I like cars. Or, or any uh, any guitar. I like guitars. But you know my point. That I just can't attach success at, at my age to uh, a financial number. And I know a lot of people yeah. do, and I think that's that's cool because they they I need they need that. I get it. I just can't do it. I, I always look at the number as just the way to keep. Score. Oh, I, I know. Again, where it's, you're it's just at. really. Oh, I mean, no, no. It, it's, it, it's the way to keep score, and you yeah. have to. Yeah, you, like have you, to. you need to know that you're. I need for me, like I need to know I'm moving the needle. But you're also and, running an organization. Correct. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's different. It's not a lifestyle business; it's an organization, right? right? So I need to right. know that we're constantly improving, and if we're not, why? And that's kind of how. So that's not how I really measure success. Like to me, it's it's it is that freedom, it is that legacy. The problem I have with success is I don't always recognize it. That's that's mm. always been my downfall. Like not my downfall, but one of my one of my things. I just like give me an example. What like, do you mean? I, I just I don't think I'm successful. But there there are many times where I'm like I'm just, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, and I don't we think through some of that. I, Red. I don't think I'm successful. We but then some of that. Yeah. You know, you have someone say, well, well, look what you built in a year and a half. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, I get it. But it's just like, to me, it's like I'm always looking at the next thing. Yeah. And it's right. always, it's, it's not that it's never enough. It's like, I'm not who I want to be yet. Okay. So I, I got 10 years on you. Okay. Different, <laughs> different fields, but there's okay. a danger to that. More than 10 years, right? Oh, come I'm on, kidding. man. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, maybe a couple more than 10. Maybe. Um, there is a danger to that. Sure. And, and the danger is... <clears throat> not recognizing the success as you're going or the mm-hmm. little victories. If you don't, if you poo-poo them or yeah. you mentally put them in, it's not enough, it's not enough. That's that's great. Thanks for the compliment. It's not enough. When, if, mm-hmm. and, and I hope this never happens sure. to you, but if there's a downturn ever yeah. and things slow or, or, or your industry goes through changes, mm-hmm. for me, the guitar industry tanked, life circumstances, mm-hmm. took a, I took a financial hit where things really got ugly. I did not revel in the great moments, and he used to tell me. Yeah. He used to tell me, "Take a weekend off. You and your yeah. wife go away. You know, get mm-hmm. away from the get away from the guitars, Eric. Yep. Get away from the guitars, Eric." I never did it. Yeah. I look back at that now, and I said, "I, I could have really taken moments to really." Case in point, cool shit was happening all the time. Mm-hmm. Like the Kiss stuff, the Paul Stanley stuff, the Washburn stuff. All all these little moments, right? Thank mm-hmm. God there's photographs because. Yeah. I, if you would ask me at those moments if, if I was reveling in it or we liked it or not, it was like, okay. I'm the same way. Yeah. I, it's like, okay, that relationship's going to yeah. yield these amount of units and we have to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Right? And and I wish I would have. time. I yeah. wish I would have. Like, I'm telling you, man, my kids were too young to appreciate sure. it. They probably wouldn't have appreciated it anyways. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't have, outside of you being on the road, I didn't have that sounding board where I didn't let, um, I didn't immerse myself mm-hmm. in the feeling of accomplishment does that make any yeah, sense no, like, and I, and I've, I've purposefully yes. kept it out of my life and that was a fucking mistake no, you're, you're right and I and I ha- over the past six months I've started doing that like I know like I know when I'm running really hot 
and I need to slow down and I need to take that break and just take a step back, look at what we're doing, appreciate it and take a rest. Like okay. so that's what like Laura and I have said we, every other month we go on like a weekend away, like next weekend we're going away just to take those moments. That, okay. Right we've had a great year. We're, we're doing really right good on. things. Like we're going to take this two days away and just, so I've started to do those things. Right. I know myself, I need to do that more and I'm, I'm, becoming more consciously aware of that that's all that's things that's what i've struggled with for years i was because i'm always just operating are you a workaholic oh, define workaholic i'm gonna ask you all the same question okay <laughs> i know your answer um that's a, that's a good question that's a good that's a good ask yeah i would say if given the opportunity mm-hmm. to continue to working mm-hmm Will you do that? Do you have to cognitively remove yourself from the work environment to go attend to the rest of your life? Do I have to cognitively? Let me try to understand that question. Hey, I never even graduated college. No, no, no. Man, no. So, 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 I, this is like the only so sentence I, I put together. I, 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 don't, I don't feel like I'm a workaholic because I don't feel like I work, if that makes sense. Oh, I knew you were going to take well, it. But it's true. I get it. I get it. I love what I do, and I, I feel it. like. I've done a really good job of integrating my profession into my life. Okay. So I can work when I want, how I want, right. where I want. Right. So I don't feel like, yeah, do I work a lot? Do I put in a lot of hours? Yes, because I'm running a firm and I okay. have clients. But do I also feel like I can take a Friday and come here for four hours and not worry about yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. So to me, I, you know, it's an ebb and flow, right? There are weeks where I'm working way more than I should and there are wor- weeks where I'm working less than I should. Okay. So it's... I always look at there's there's an ebb and flow. I never felt like I was a workaholic. But given to your own devices, okay. <laughs> do you have to cognitively pull yourself away from your work? Make the cognitive decision to, to, to pull yourself out of that work environment and then attend to the other matters at hand. Given to your own devices mm-hmm. and left alone and taking that taking that decision out, will you just keep working? No, no, no. I, I, I'm very good at saying I'm done for the day. Okay. I'm done. I'm going to go home hang out with the kids, go okay. to the gym. Like, I don't, it can wait till tomorrow. If I okay. have deadlines, I meet the deadlines, but stuff like, you know, there's stuff that, that's penned. This week's just been a crazy week. I know there's shit that I'm going to be doing over the weekend. Okay. But I'm not going to stay there till seven o'clock tonight because I'm going to go home and hang out with the kids and okay. do that. So you seem like you have your schedule completely in order and your pri- obviously I mean, your priorities in order. My schedule's never in order. It's just, it's <laughs> always like crazy because it, 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 it varies. I mean, I may have, you know, like like this week, my calendar, I had probably 20 calls with new clients this week. They're just calling in and I had to take those. So it's, right. so then I have to move things around. So then I do spend time on the weekends actually doing the work. Okay. I've all, I've, I've gotten to a point where I feel like I've, I've struck a good balance because the stage my kids are in, they're dancing four nights a week. So I know that those, during those nights, they're at dance anyways. Right. You know, Laura's doing her thing. I can stay and work a little bit longer. The weekends are where I spend the time with them because they're home. But, but then they dance all day on Saturday for nutcracker practice. So I found this good balance where when I have the, when they have the ability to spend time with me, I spend it with them. Got it. And the other times I do what I have to do for my employees and for my team to make right. sure the firm is running and growing right. so they're taken care of. So it's kind of, you know, it's a, it's a balance, but it's, it's, a, okay. it's a dance I do every day. A lot to unpack there, but what, what's your Sorry. thoughts? No, that's good. That's, that's good. That's what I asked for. Okay. It's a loaded question, too. I know that. Yeah. I- I, you know, as I sit here, I, I'm listening to Rock over there, and I'm like, oh my god, I, I want to be him, <laughs> because you, uh, I mean, it seems certainly from the outside looking in, but of course, isn't this always the case? Sure, right? Yeah. As we look at others, I'm a shit show normally. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 
you know, I, I just think about my day, and okay, there's 24 hours in a day, and I sleep six of them, that leaves 18, and then there's, you know, I don't know, four of them, I'm going, ah! <laughs> <laughs> There's your spirit yeah, animal. That's yeah, right? <laughs> so, that is so good. You know, I, I, I just don't, uh, um, I don't even know how to answer it. <laughs> you know, I... Yeah. I mean, I, I have those four hours too. Trust me. There, yeah. there are many days where I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, it's just, it, it, I always say, like, it, it ebbs and flows. Like, that's, you know, we're in different professions. And there's some similarities to our, to our professions, I believe. But I think it's just, I, I've been fortunate enough where I've been able to build certain parts of discipline in my life. And I use that as my framework. Right. So I know that, right. like, there are certain things that I do every day that are non negotiable. So, once those are baked in, the rest of it kind of just falls into place. There's good days, there's bad days, but that's kind of how I... So, workaholic, I don't think I am. I think I've been very good at being disciplined in life and because I, I know the the outcome I'm trying to achieve. If I didn't know the outcome, the discipline wouldn't be there. So, everything I do that's, that Got has it. a level of discipline, there's an outcome to it. So, Got it. if that helps at all. So, yeah, I- you, you wouldn't be inclined, if you're working on a project, that... Left to your own devices, you would just work twelve hours till it was done. Or, or, or are you are you the type that would actually purposefully pull yourself away? Yeah, no, I I guess <clears throat> if I'm answering it honestly, I guess no, I'm I'm definitely not a workaholic. And uh, the reason I say or answer it that way is because I really don't always want to work. You know. I yeah. It's not like I wake up and I just I just want to go to work and I want to spend my mm-hmm. days working and I want to uh, I have these lofty goals right. it, and I, and once I reach one I'm always reaching mm-hmm. for the next. Um, it goes back to I think my initial answer, which is simplicity. So mm-hmm. you can't be a workaholic if you want things to be simple. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a real good point. You don't think those two can be congruent, huh? I, certainly not in my situation. I mean, okay. um, you know, I mean, I work a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and the yeah. phone is always on, and uh, you know, I'm always willing to take a phone call, and if somebody needs help, I'm always willing to help mm-hmm. them, and right. you know, I, I'll oftentimes put others' tasks ahead of my own, and then I still have to do my own. So, uh, am I you working all the realty. time? Well, and I, and I think, well, I think, <laughs> am I, think I always I, working? I yeah. A, I think an important but, distinction we need to make is. I look at a workaholic works for the sake of working. Right. You work because there's work to be done. Right. That, and I, I think you got to look at it that way. Yeah, right? that's, like, a that. that's a I great point. That's a great point. I get that. Like, I don't work for the sake of just working. I work because there's shit that needs done. If there's nothing that needs done, like, if I go back to my office, I got shit I have to do, but I know that 4 35 o'clock, I'm done. And the rest can wait till tomorrow or Sunday. It, it doesn't need done today. That also requires a good amount of discipline, though. Yeah, too. it does. Because yeah. I, I used to be able to. I'm not used to be able to. I did. I used to immerse myself in guitar projects where, you know, he would leave because he would have to leave. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have to leave. So I would just go at the expense of relationships and expense mm-hmm. of other aspects of my life. And that was a. I don't do that so much in real estate. Sure. I try not to. But sure. if boy, in prior life, I did. And I. I you know, I because I, I equated doing it, that stuff was making me happy. Yeah. Well, Eric, do you think sometimes we leave uh, because of the things in our life? You know, 
We go mm. to work because of the things in our life? Mm. I, I don't know. I, I think so. I think I have. It, point, it, it points in my life I have. I, I found question. a release with work. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, a getaway or, um, I don't know, uh, a salve for open wounds sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, I would find that salve in the work. There's... Mm-hmm. Um, Jim Rohn had a comment that he used to say, if you're sophisticated enough to understand what I'm about to tell you, there's beauty in the work. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time to figure that out, but yeah. I did eventually, and I get it. I get it. The work itself can be a beautiful construct. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if your framework of how you look at it is right, yeah. it can be a salve for an open wound. It can be... It could uh, give you excitement. It could give mm-hmm. you relief. It can be mindless and get your mind. It could de-stress you. Yeah, you know, it's, it, the beauty of the actual work itself is something to behold if you let it become that and not view it as mm-hmm. you know something you don't want to do. I mean, you you don't you're never upset. Every time I talk to you, you're usually in a good mood, and usually you're in a job somewhere. Nothing ever seems to be rubbing you wrong outside of saxophones falling over. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, you, I go to work and that's what I'm doing, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's, it's... But Fred Koala does cool shit. Like when you work, you're, you're hanging on some suspension line over, over a penguin game or you're working at a concert <laughs> venue or you're doing, I mean, like, so... Yeah, you gotta love the work though. Right. Yes, yeah, so, but, that, but isn't it cool how you orchestrated a life working in stuff that you love yeah yeah and i that, mean that's never and i would say never mm-hmm. take that for granted you know i mean and that was that's one of the weird things that you know how many people of us actually do get a chance to fall into not one but two or three jobs yeah. that we love you know, if i would take my first second or third choice i'm you know i do them all you know yeah. and, and so I'm gonna run off and go on tour. Now I'm gonna go run off and make a movie. Do you, and remember, now- do you remember what you used to say to me? Like we used to sit up when we were working on guitars at late. You used to, I remember you would look at me and you would say something like, "Can you fucking believe they pay us for this shit?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm seeing the world on somebody else's dime as well. Yeah. That was the other one I used to say that's too. Awesome. So you know, I mean, in all honesty, and that's the joke of it, man. I went yeah. to school to be a director, and at 23. I I was a director and I hated it. Yeah, I I didn't. I was like, you know what? I don't like this at all. Yeah. It was you know, I I had I cut my hair. It wasn't there yeah. long. It was only short little shoulder length probably. But I had a corporate corporate cut and I wore a jacket and a tie to work every day. And you had a short hair wig. Don't let me and, you. And, and I, man, I uh, I just I I wasn't happy and I devoted my life back into being a stagehand and yeah. where I could work in theater and where I could I but could you be around work awesome. a lot. Oh yeah, I work I work nonstop. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I mean that's so I mean the workaholic he wouldn't uh, fit your definition of workaholic because yeah, he I, likes I think, what he does. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I th- I think there are there are people that that I know that are workaholics and they're just working to to say they're working. They're not. It's nothing that needs done. It's, you think that's a, it's covering up something deeper of there? Of course, yeah. I feel like most people that are workaholics are masking something else. Like they mm. don't want to go home, or they don't. There's relationship issues. There's something they're trying to fill a void or something. Mm-hmm. I feel like that. I feel like that's because again, it's one thing if it's work that needs done. Mm-hmm. The, the distinction I make, or it's just work for the sake of work. Two different things. Yeah, my, my days are just long days. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Same I mean, here. When you go into to, to a, a movie, you know, you're going you can go anywhere between eight, sixteen, maybe longer, and that's yeah. not counting the hour drive time. With TSO, literally, it's one o'clock in the morning yeah. till five o'clock, or five o'clock in the morning till one o'clock in the morning. You know, the next yeah. day. So, I mean, those are just 
I'm there for the long days, but that's how my days mm-hmm. are. Even when I do rock shows down here, you're talking 18 hours. Yeah, you know, you're 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 there for 18 hours a day, and if there just happens to be a series of of four shows in a row, that's what you're doing in a row, mm-hmm. and you know that you make you got to make the money when you can in, in my business do you mm-hmm. do you think it's uh, the concept of idle hands well, i don't know the exact phrase basically it's idle hands eventually find trouble meaning like if you give people enough um either on the job or even in in life in general if you give people too much time too much disposable time on their own it's only in the end going to lead generally to something bad that is definitely me <laughs> I love the honesty. Honest we, we, we can be done here. Well, <laughs> show's over, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> yeah, because I, mean, I think about his industry. Yeah, and you know, I know sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and bands, and hotel rooms, and all the crazy stories. But if you really think about it, those musicians get all this money. They get thrown out on tour. Mm-hmm. And they're very young, and it's a lot of idle time. You you do a sound check, you do a show, yeah. then you have all this time to basically with money, and you're gonna just go told to go fuck off. But same thing a lot with crews. I mean, I know crews work very hard, but you have days off and so forth. I mean, you had to have seen some people self destruct just because oh, yeah. of idle time. Mm-hmm. It may be because of booze and that's drugs. What, that's what happens. But idle time has got to be the main yeah. culprit. You right? don't know what to do. You're bored. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. in. You're, you're in a hotel room away from everything, and yeah. you've got that idle time, and you're like, mm. okay, but how many humans view having idle time or time at their disposal as a level of success? I think it's a wrong way to look at success. If that's I'm not the saying case. it's right or wrong. I'm saying think about how many people do that, though. Like, I, I'm successful because I worked at this company, and they're not going to give me three weeks of vacation i'm a successful company because i have 10 extra personal days per year that of to do what to go fuck off and Mm -hmm. basically not work you're actually viewing your success in an organization based upon how much time in your your life they give you permission to use without giving it to the company well that's the employee mentality it's just so but i mean that's a that, that is an also a viewpoint of success with some folks too i've heard that in my career i think i probably felt that way if I hit the lottery, I'd still work. Same here. You know what I mean? It's, yep. it's, that's, Everybody says that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I would. I would. Like, I wouldn't. Yeah, would you work if you hit the lottery? Yes. You would? Well, for the reason that we just talked about. Oh, I don't I, I, Yeah. Okay. I mean, if I sit around, it's not yeah. It's not a good thing. Yeah. I don't think that's good really for anybody. If, I mean, if I mean, you you were sitting around and you hated life. I fucking wanted to kill somebody. <laughs> like, it was, I mean, and I was actually working, but I was, I was unable to interact with other human beings. Okay. Like, to me, I'm an extrovert. I get my energy from other yeah, people. Yeah, so yeah. that, so yeah, if I, if I hit hundred million dollars tomorrow i'd still walk into the office monday morning mm-hmm. i'd probably look at things a little bit differently right i'd probably take a lot more risk in life because now i have a bigger financial cushion to do that right but i i love what i do yes i, I love I, I do like i not many lawyers say that but i truly love what i do i don't feel like okay. i work so i would i want to do something okay. i want to be cognitively challenged okay. like i can like i don't ever look at me retiring someday like i'm not looking forward to like oh being in my 60s and calling it quick it's like no fucking way right 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 like, right i i want to keep kicking ass into my 80s may slow down a little bit and you know look you know maybe you know travel a lot more and do different things right. but i mean what I, i've never got the idea of just 
calling it quits and yeah. just saying, I'm going to wake up every day and just do nothing. Yeah, I have no interest in doing that either. And I'm luckily, knock on wood, I'm in a career that with a little bit of luck, I should be able to do that. Yeah. It, it, it well into my, you know, however much time I have here. I don't see any mm-hmm. real need to quote unquote retire because mm-hmm. I'm not really killing myself. It's yeah. a, a job that, it, you know, that enables older older people to keep doing it. You know, yeah. you not so much. At some point in time, I mean, you're I'll die physical. on stage. I will die on stage. I mean, that's a, that's a will it be filmed? Is what I want. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> will it be filmed? Maybe I'll do it here. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> He'll be tripped by the cameraman's crew. Uh, yeah, right. right. And then the camera, of course, and they're the attorney, and I'll get sued, and that is fantastic. We're in trouble. Yes. We'll take care of him. I mean, you. but you. But, Last question: Is it a missed opportunity that we don't talk to school age children, let's say junior high or senior mm-hmm. high age children, about success at the in the home environment or in a school curriculum? Because if it is happening, I'm not aware of it. Mm-hmm. Like what the concepts are. How, how that works on their minds, or is there absolutely no reason to do this, and it's more of a personal thing? We absolutely need to do more of it. I mean, I don't think it's done enough in schools. I've I've done talks at high schools and junior highs on entrepreneurship and success, and you can see the the look on the kids' faces. Like, no one's talked to them about this shit. Yeah, like they have no idea. Like no one's talking to them about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like oh, there are other paths out there. You can work for yourself. You can do. And here are some tools and some things you need to understand about life that they're not going to teach you in a classroom. And I think I think kids should be like I try and do that with my kids. I wish the school system took a a bigger approach with that because I think it's extremely important because I think we're ill preparing kids when they get out into the world. They don't know how the fucking world works. Right. They, they can't even read it. They, they don't even know how to use a checkbook. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, it's or just. Or their taxes. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, like, teaching them principles of, like, human interaction, like, how to talk face to face like we are, how to look a person in the eye, how to shake someone's hand, how to walk into a room, manners, decency. Like, those are things that need fucking taught. This, this is you've you've touched on when it came to me. I couldn't wait to jump yes. on those points because that's how schools around the world, especially Asia, yeah. China, Japan, these kids from a from kindergarten or you know whatever mm-hmm. through through third grade or whatever, they're taught manners. Yes, and they're taught how to interact with people yep. and how to get you know how to talk. Yes, how to how to how to you know not trample on somebody you mm-hmm. know as we do here in america yep. and and look at that as a success yeah these people were taught how to be mannerly how to take care of their mm-hmm. their loved ones how to take ethics. care of themselves yeah. they're taught ethics and, and that's not what's taught here no, not at all. but they also are taught the basic skills the math that they need mm-hmm. you know the 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 political sciences the science you know you don't if you kids don't even want to they're failing school because they don't want to go to gym right. you know what i mean <laughs> Literally, it, it's the truth. Don't want to climb the rope, you know. But yeah. but, but you know, you have these kids that they're they're, they're that's okay. Yes, that's yeah. what I will do. Not saying that they're they're uh, 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 being forced into it or you know or, or brainwashed into. It. No, they're given the skills that they need from a mm-hmm. young age yep. to adapt 
later on in life the business the things mm-hmm. that they'll need in business and yep. developing themselves as an adult yeah we don't have that here well we, we definitely don't I, I don't believe that we definitely have anything uh, outside of maybe the uh, junior achievement program or something there's no real institutional curriculum mm-hmm. about entrepreneurship like no. starting your own business or earning a living off of the your own endeavors yeah. right that that's a missed opportunity and i don't know i don't don't profess to understand how that curriculum is structured, who should teach it, what age it should be brought in. I, I don't know. But, like, I always thought junior achievement was an amazing thing. When I got into junior achievement, like, I'm like, this is really, this is amazing. But but it's not really part of the curriculum. It's an extracurricular activity. Think about why. Because if you start teaching kids that you don't need to go to college and you don't need to do this thing, the education system starts to crumble in this country. It's a you big mean, fucking call business. It secondary education. Yes, I mean yeah, think about it. Yeah. It's a big business. Yeah. I mean, so you start telling kids that hey, there's another path out there for you, entrepreneurship. You don't need a degree to do yeah. these things. And then all of a sudden, these education less students go, yeah. less money's in the system. Like I know, like where I went to college, W and J. When I graduated, it was like twenty six thousand a year. It's sixty five thousand a year now. Mm-hmm. That's big business. Nothing's really fucking changed. A lot of the same professors are still there, same degree on the wall, but somehow the cost went up almost 3x in 20 right. years. Right, right, right. It's a business. So, yeah, so they're, they're by teaching kids this bullshit and then keeping them in this system, it just perpetuates the system. Yep. That's, that's yeah. my belief because I think there's way more opportunity out there. Like, I even told my son before he went to college whether his mom agreed with what I said or not. I said, don't go to college unless you're going to go be a lawyer, a doctor, an accountant, an engineer, something you need a, a degree specialized with. A, a specialized science, thing. Right. Th- that's what you should go to. Or, or you know, if you want to have an experience, then understand that's what you're going for. Then get as much of an, a wide array of education as possible. Right. But don't just go to college. You go to college. You think you have to do it. Have a purpose for it. Absolutely. And it's and I think there's yeah and it's and it's, there's too much money being wasted. Like if I, if I went Absolutely. back, you know, if I wasn't going to be a lawyer, I wouldn't go to college. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the truth. It's like yeah. when you think about it. So I think the system's broken. There's no doubt. Yeah, it's the education system is definitely broken. Broken completely. You know, uh, I'll try and tie this together. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to or not. But uh, when you asked the success question, you made the comment, "Young bucks are gunning for you." Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, you know, it's interesting that you make that comment because I think that that's a measure certainly of success. If somebody else wants what Mm -hmm. you have, absolutely. Yeah. So that's definitely that. But then, uh, you know, what we're talking about now mm-hmm. and education and entrepreneurship and youth, um, you're exactly right. There's lots and lots of children yep. out there that have no idea what you do. Yeah, so they right. can't gun for you because they don't even know what it yeah. is. Yeah, exactly. But there's plenty of them that may love it. So how do you bring that type mm-hmm. of exposure? And ultimately, you talk about the education system being broken because, you know, I, I'm going to school and I've got to do art appreciation. And, <laughs> and <laughs> pardon the facial expression. Adva- but, advanced <laughs> basket weaving. Yeah. I, you know, there's all this stuff. And, and none of it really truly directs no. you towards a life path at no. all. But I also feel, though, that companies and businesses and corporations, they have a responsibility to also position mm-hmm. that information exactly in right. front of the upcoming yes, youth. Exactly. Right. So for sure, businesses have to take an mm-hmm. active role in the education of our populace, whether yeah. it's, you know, 
kids in kindergarten or kids mm-hmm. in... I don't think they their- really need to, though. I think they, they, they throw that onto the government, and they also believe that the system is wired in a way that it's going to send kids off to college, and then we'll hire the kids that come out with a piece of degree, and that's going to be our benchmark, and we don't have to get involved in that. Well, there's little signs of it, like, mm-hmm. I, and I don't remember if it's Apple or Google or maybe it's mm-hmm. both of them, but they've you know come to the table and said, hey... We want to hire you if all you have is an educa- uh, a high school education. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, because Glad to hear that. we don't want uh, you to be biased or mm-hmm. uh, you know, and and I don't mean biased politically. I biased. No, I no, mean no, no, no. biased I about a, a learning path or a learning right. trajectory right. or right. or how you assemble ones and O's. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Um, you know, uh, you know, Walmart stepped forward and said, "Hey, we're going to give this much money towards education." Well, which is mm. great, but how about you know you yep. manipulate? Yeah, how about an initiative? How yeah. about you help manipulate the education? Yep. You know, yeah. with your yeah, power, yeah, yeah. so yeah. that it it actually preps individuals to be part of mm-hmm. the retail well, environment. Well, the, bo- yep. the bottom line is, I mean. I, I am guilty of the same mentality my parents had, and quite frankly, I think even they, their parents had, is that, you know, you go, you graduate high school, you go to college, you yeah. have to get that paper, you have to get that degree, mm-hmm. you have to get that degree, you have to get the degree. Now, meanwhile, I sh- even showed my parents, mm-hmm. luckily, that you don't have to take that path. Yeah. But was I strong enough of, of a person to instill mm-hmm. that in my own too? I don't think I, I don't yeah. think I had my say, and that's my fault. So, I mean, I'm a living proof that you don't have to go the conventional route for sure. what it's worth. You're a living proof. Well, you did, You have more paper than me, Fred. I went, I, I, I had a, I, I, But yeah. I'm saying an unconventional path to, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, uh, a career, unconventional career path. There's, But see, the, the thing is, Rocco, like, I didn't want to lay it on my kids that, mm-hmm. hey, you know, you don't have to go to school. And if you work hard and you find your niche, yeah. you can figure things out. Mm-hmm. But I think it's. I think the fear is that it's so rare that that kind of happens. You're trying to put the. You're trying to put the odds in their favor. Now, is sure, that really true anymore, or is that just a mentality that we've been beaten down and just we just hand the money to college yeah. because that's just what we're supposed to be doing? Yes. You know, and I, should, I, should, I was in a position of all people. I was in a position to say, "Whoa, let's wait. Let's yeah. Th- let's think this through." Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't get past my second year at Robert Morris. Yeah. But I'm okay. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. I'm not saying that my route is conventional. It was not, and mm-hmm. it was hard. But it can be done mm-hmm. in other ways. So I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm as guilty. I don't have any solutions, and I'm as guilty as falling prey to uh, or not doing the things that I think were, would have been a better move. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, there's nothing in the curriculum that I see that encourages entrepreneurship or even independent thought, for that matter. And that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, totally different. But, but it's, it's disheartening that the, the the college mantra is still there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem to be. I mean, I think it's even stronger now than when our parents. Yeah. I mean, we didn't go to college. Because we couldn't afford it. Yeah. Now the assumption is that you are going to college no matter what you can't afford it or not. You're going to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they see, I don't think that's healthy. And they make the money easy to get. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah, that's exactly. They make the money so easy to get, and it's the only debt you can't bankrupt. Yep. Yeah, like, right. I mean, they make we, it so easy to get. But yeah. You, you can't, there's no escape. You, there's yeah. no escaping yep. it. You right. can't escape it. But you can, you're can. you 18 years old. You can take off student loans. You can take off private loans to fund your education. You can't buy a house. They can get credit cards, uh, and you can't bankrupt that debt. 
unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And your parents problem. can co-sign. Yeah, exactly. And mortgage yeah. their future well, as well. They make it, they make it so exactly. easy. They, of course they do. They make it so easy. Yeah, absolutely. And first of all, should knowledge cost any money anyway? Right. I mean, you know, that drives me yeah. crazy. It's like there's so much to know and to learn out there. Why yeah. do you have to pay for that? Yeah. yeah, especially in the era of the internet. I mean, you have the world yeah. at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, there are places like Udemy, which mm-hmm. is you yeah. to me. It's yeah. a yep. thing. There's yep. a lot of online courses that yeah. people can take to the point where you could take on like online physics courses now. And the last thing I'll leave you with uh, on that that realm, I had to laugh because I have a friend of mine who's got their child at CMU, um, and when the COVID came, they were shutting down campus, mm-hmm. and the kid had to be come home. Mm-hmm. So their courses went virtual. So the kid's a freshman, virtual courses, CMU. Mm-hmm. And to make matters worse, some of them were pre-recorded. Right. And the answer to my question is, how is that then any different than a Udemy course? Exactly. Yep. For $39.99 yeah, for absolutely. 20 hours. Yep. I mean, in reality, so my hope is that the delivery method, and it may take a generation or two, but the delivery method of information and education and opportunity will change traditional college. I hope. And, and make the, the yeah. learning stream faster, yeah. hopefully make us smarter, and hopefully not bankrupt half the population and mm. try and obtain it. Sure. That's a hope. You know? Friends, I had a good time. This was awesome. Did you dig it? Yeah. Yes. Thank Did, you. Yeah, this is your first good. time, and I hope definitely not your last time here. <laughs> All right. Version to the podcast. You had a good time. Well, that's good. Do you want me to come back? I guess it yeah, went okay. 100. <laughs> this is definitely a good group. This but I appreciate fun. you giving give me your time today. I wanted to get some things off my chest, but I also wanted to see on those two subjects of success and happiness. Mm-hmm. To hear some really unvarnished opinions of that, and uh, I think y'all gave that to me, so cool. I really appreciate it. Thank awesome. you. Good show. Thank All right, you. friends. We are out. See you later. Peace. All right. Woo. That was good. Yeah, that was good. That was cool. Hello. You're listening to the Eric McKenna Project.